So uh, I wrote a new comedy song. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you guys mind if I try it out on the podcast? Figured it'd be fun uh, trying something new. I haven't wrote an actual full comedy song, and it's been a while. I usually just, you know, ramble on for the podcast and fucking make up shit as I go off the cuff, like Addy says. But I was like, fuck it. I wanted to write something. I was like, I kind of want to write a song about a conversation between a girl and a guy. A guy trying to get with a tall girl. And him like trying a short to convince guy, trying, short guy trying to can get, convince a tall girl to fuck him. She's not about it. She's not having it because of his height specifically. Nothing wrong with his looks. It's just like, oh, you're short, sort of thing. So like if I can't wear heels around you, it's not gonna happen. Oh my god, I'm glad you said that because it's part of my lyrics. Because <laughs> that's a big one. It really is. <laughs> Bitches are always saying. That. Um. So this song is called "Let My Fingers Do the Talking." <laughs> Should yeah. let my mouth do the talking? <laughs> god damn it. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you wish that you were taller than your average guy. Your rejection list would be much smaller if we saw eye to eye. I can't even wear heels around you so we could never be. It'll take more than a five course meal to impress a girl like me. <clears throat> well, um, what can I say to that? Um, well, I can eat your pussy while I stand on my own two feet. I'll have you screaming little lion as if I'm Peter Dink. <laughs> there may be cupboards in my kitchen that I cannot reach, but I'll have you begging for a ring after the sporting technique. You know you want it. What if my family spots us too? I would simply feel ashamed. Fucking you is a tad bit taboo Cause my friends all think you're eight <laughs> Tiny hands, tiny feet Those things I don't pursue Though this technique sound convincing I have dildos bigger than you <laughs> Well my height will get us half price tickets At Six Flags Saving money cause disabled kids eat free At Disneyland <laughs> I might be too small to ride Pirates of the Caribbean But who needs a ride when I can turn this room Into the Splash Mountain You know you want it <laughs> Oh whatever it's, it's so dumb I have to get the song better obviously But uh To the alcoholic cat To the alcoholic cat We are the remedy this is the alcohol cast we are your hosts i am chris smith to my right i got dr dadney and to my left we got stevie yogis Bugazi. i did like the song <laughs> i figured you guys might laugh if i get it better if i get it down more you guys might actually find it funny so i got a shout out for another soundcloud follower we posted our um our I, 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 to the soundcloud I, <laughs> followers I, 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 to my it. real fans. Anyways, her name is Amy Becca. Another SoundCloud follow. Shout out Amy to Amy Becca. Becca. She has two first names. I know, she sounds weird. hot. Yeah, she's like, she looks kind of momish. Dude, you're in a little like lose us listeners, bro. It's okay. Nothing. She can be hot. There's mom. nothing not hot about that. <laughs> you had me at 35. You know, usually you can tell when they're, they're just drop dead. This one, it might like, she might like wear on you a little bit and then she's tight. <laughs> and I'm a piece of shit. But hey, we yeah. already know that. So it's not a big deal. Anyways, this was supposed to be a thank you. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Amy Becca. Right on. What, what do you guys got? I got a shout out. <clears throat> My shout-out is to Kat Hayworth. 
Um, I know what you're thinking, listeners. And no, this is not the cat that I told a great blowjob story about a few episodes back. No, but it's it could be. Cat. But it could be. <laughs> oh, she can get it. Cat <laughs> just happens to be an incredibly sexy member of our armed forces. Nice. She's an MP. But uh, uh, she, like, wrote this today saying that uh, she listens to the podcast and that she likes it, and that she was actually getting interested in watching some Batman movies. So, <laughs> mission accomplished! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever... That's mean- what I do! She's actually been on my... Um, what's funny is both the people that were giving me a shout-out to are actually in the ser- in service. Um, they're oh, both... Wow. One's for the, one works... One's in the Navy. We support the troops. With we the support the tr- this podcast is troop support right here. <laughs> That's what's funny is like a lot of our friends who are in the military listen to this like when they're out. Except one who's a piece of nowhere. shit, yeah. but he's Davey. in the guard, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't. Like, I don't... All our Malaysian <laughs> listeners are actually just people who are over there because they're in the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't believe that I ever met that girl, Cap, but I think just posting it. I think I think I saw it one time that she said she listens and I'm like, "Oh, nice. I didn't really realize." And then she literally said, "Basically when you're having a rough day, like when you just want to finish your podcast." And it was a picture of us on SoundCloud. <laughs> and she posted it and she didn't even tag any of us. She just tagged the alcoholic ass. And it, I was I didn't even I didn't get a notification on it. And so I'm just scrolling through and I'm like, "What? What? What? <laughs> Is that us?" <laughs> so, uh, so it was fucking pretty sweet, dude. I was like, "That's awesome." Word. Yeah, she specifically said that like the podcast made her want to watch some old animated Batman That's movies. Tight. That's I'm tight. Like, Sweet. Well, one. I, mean, I got made, one. It, you got two, three. What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, because that <laughs> Batman talk, I've listened to it twice. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. And in three case you're wondering, you editing. and in case like if, if that episode was the first episode you'll ever listen to, for you listeners out there, I didn't talk about The Dark Knight Returns too much because I already talked about that exact movie and that comic a million times on this show before. So Even off I, the show. That's why I try mm-hmm. to cut it short during that last episode. An update on Chris's diet, I have to cut out beer. And that's going to be really, really hard for me because I drink beer during this fucking podcast every fucking day. So now what am I drinking? Scotch. So I'm going to get wasted. This is manly as fuck. Terrifying. I'm drinking I'm gonna a bag of wine torched. that yes. I didn't finish. Bag of wine? Look at this. Is, this I was is drinking I... on the river, but <laughs> didn't finish it. This is why I love the alcoholic cast, because we got it all. We got hard liquor, we got wine, and then you got beer as well. We got some five-hour like, energy When you say here. wine, it sounds like I'm being classy. Oh, you're right. Let me tell you look at a it. A bag of wine. <laughs> it's not even in the box anymore. It's the bag of wine. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that, listeners? Those aren't balls. <laughs> <laughs> trashing it up because it's You're the alcoholic it cast because it's Reno it's not the fucking <laughs> oh, I'm not having a tasting cast it's a no it's alcoholic a cast, cast. Uh, I want to actually give a shout out to um, a girl we actually went to high school with she's a fucking huge fan she's told all of her military friends or her navy friends that she's on the boat with to listen so she's got a bunch of other people to listen to the fucking podcast she is why we Great have review us um, <laughs> she is the reason yeah. that we have um, or had one in Korea. She Ooh. was in Korea and she was listening to Republic of Korea or whatever. Right, I remember. So about Carly? Yeah, Carly. I thought we already gave her a shout out, but all right. She deserves another one. No, <laughs> dead, fuck yeah, another shout out. Um, so uh, yeah, Shane Wilson, another shout out. Carly, o- <laughs> Carly O'Brien definitely gets a shout out. So we're going to fucking uh, fight! Fight fucking Toke! Fight fucking Toke! Fight fucking toke, 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 fight, fight fucking toke, fight fucking toke, fight fuck and you toke, 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 fucking fight toke. So I'll start it out just because mine's quick and easy. I just want to talk about how Robbie Lawler got his ass knocked the fuck 
in a matter of spoilers. two minutes. Two minutes. Oh, oh, come on, spoilers. I need to watch this, dude. Man, he was the champ for like a year, year and a half. He had gone through five round wars. Like, this was the quickest finish of him maybe in his entire fucking career. Like, no one, people knew that Tyron had the strength and he had the speed to do it. Nobody thought that he was going to be able to do it. And he just—he was too fast, caught Robbie with the right hook. And Robbie said, sleep, night-night. And then he was just like, his Counter ground Robbie. and pound was I'll so precise. I'd be sleep. Like, he did not miss one strike on his ground and pound. He was just like, rip, like bouncing his head off the back of the fucking cage. He was like, okay, stop it. Like, Jesus. So... It's pretty Another nice. champ falling down. Pretty in cool the, little highlight. In the UFC, dude. Like This year has been champs falling down besides Joanna... Jokjevjik. That's the only one that hasn't <laughs> fell. Like she's so gangster. So I yeah. I love this year in MMA because I love the magical chairs. I love not having a dominant champion. I love fucking any given fucking Sunday. It's anybody's fucking fight, and that's what makes Hoo-ah. this fucking sport so exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got. Hey, Robbie Lawler, next time, uh, back up faster, pimp. <laughs> uh, don't back up in a straight line, pimp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you do some head movement, player. Like what, he, about, what about some lateral yeah, movement? Yeah, he How saw it coming. Like, his face the whole time is like this. Uh, <laughs> like, it's coming. At, boom. Chachakotievich has a fat ass, Adney. No, she doesn't. She's actually, like, really tiny, but okay. No, I'm just I'm just. It's an Alpatino joke, whatever, man. Whatever. You didn't get it. That's what the hoorah is. But whatever. <laughs> Actually, got we had a um, bunch of shit done happened. Done happened. Uh, what was cool was we had what's like, happening, Captain Adney. <laughs> uh, we had like a Polly Malinaji who's been a fucking pro for like ever. Never been a big puncher. Was always about his speed and his footwork. Was really just fast talking Italian dude from New York kind of the guy and. Uh, he fell on some hard times. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> what are you That's talking Paulie. about? But he ended up being a really good commentator, and then like. But he had, like he was kind of like oh he might retire now because he got knocked out. Came back and as of the Saturday he's won three in a row and looked really good in this fight. And then right after he fought, he got into the booth and did analysis for Showtime. Oh you, wow! Your the eyes guy, is all your defenses. If you don't see this, I'm coming. <laughs> Forget about it. At, like at times he's looked like one of the Jersey Shore douchebags. Oh man! But most but he is he's fucking hella cool dude and he's just he's an awesome commentator and I hope he like doesn't ever stop doing it. That's Unlike a lot of fighters who just. For some reason, just are kind of annoying in the mm. booth. But uh, that was a thing that happened. Uh, the big fight that happened, though, was um, Leo Santa Cruz, who was undefeated against Carl Frampton, who's also undefeated. Uh, Leo Santa Cruz was the champ, and um, at, uh, and Carl Frampton, who's like this Irish guy who's coming up and wait to fight him. And everyone thought that Leo Santa Cruz was just gonna dominate. This guy throws like he has the he holds the he's the the biggest volume puncher in the game. He What's always the throws. What's the weight? Uh, one. 123. It's one twenty six. One twenty six. Damn. Yeah. So, so um, how much do you weigh, Stevie? None of your fucking business, Chris. Move on, Andy. How what tall are they? <laughs> are they like five? Six? I weigh. I went. I'm like one thirty. Yeah. One, but, uh, no, one thirty five. Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz is like, uh, like he's just been overwhelming. Like everyone he fought, he just throws so many punches, and he has good power, and he's just like just beating everyone down. But the problem is, he hasn't fought elite level opposition. And Frampton moved up and just showed that like this is how you fucking box. Mm. What are you gonna do against a guy who knows how to move, who knows how to make you, knows how to faint, make you uh, miss, and he's gonna lower your like 
your volume punching. And he did. He did lower the amount of punches that Santa Cruz usually throws. And Frampton won a decision close, but he looked really good. And it really kind of heated up the division. Now, like 126, you have like Carl Frampton and a guy I mentioned before, Gary Russell Jr., who got beat up by Lomachenko before. Uh, like They're like the class of the division. So that's going to – that was really exciting. That was just a really cool – it was a nice upset kind of thing. And that's going to put something really exciting for the future, especially if Carl Frampton is able to like beat Gary Russell and then maybe move up and fight someone like a Lomachenko or Salito or any of those guys. Where is Chocolatito fight? Where is, what's his weight? Chocolatito. Chocolatito. Um, he's at 118 right now, I believe. He's just he's and that's like his third weight class. Like it's the third time moving up in weight. He's a small Dude, guy. Boxing kills it in weight classes compared to MMA. Like a one forty five to like a one seventy gap is just so crazy. Like I wish like boxing has too many and MMA doesn't have enough. They need to just like come right in the middle and then boom. <laughs> it'll be yeah, boxing has seventeen weight classes. Yeah. <laughs> There's like five in the UFC. That's crazy. Uh but after, but what I thought would um another one is uh we had uh Adonis Stevenson who is the Adonis. lineal light heavyweight champion. What's funny is Adonis Stevenson, uh, his nickname is Superman. That's a funny thing. Is he well, it's really funny. He's, he's from Quebec, Canada, and he used to be a pimp. No way. He, he had prostitutes under his employ. <laughs> Superman Swear is actually again. Canadian. <laughs> so this idea Fuck of an American up, hero is a lie. <laughs> this guy, what's, what's great is uh, he became... Kryptonian faggot. <laughs> <laughs> he became the... Light heavyweight champion, like undisputed light heavyweight champion, by a fucking brutal knockout of Chad Dawson, and then it was like shit. All right, Fred Hopkins next. Didn't want, didn't get that fight. Okay, we'll fight Kovalev. Fight Sergey Kovalev. Nah, I didn't want to fight Kovalev. He's fought like. Is he dodging or? He's ducking, dude. He's been ducking the top guys of the division for a while now, and Ring Magazine, who like. Is basically they're like the ones that only have one like the place they're like all right we're gonna give a belt out to guaranteed the best guy in the division they're the ones that actually they don't charge sanctioning fees they're only doing because they love the sport kind of thing and they were like we gotta take him we gotta strip him of the belt because he's not doing anything he's ducking he's being a fucking loser and but he's still technically the lineal right. champion like and if you go in order of the man who beat the man who beat the man. But he's not the class of the division anymore because you got Sergey Kovalev, who's proven to be like a destroyer, a, like, not afraid of anyone, fighting everyone <laughs> out there and so destroying gay. all of them. And then of course you have Andre Ward, who's now beaten anyone he can, who's, who's been able to beat. And so like when they fight, it is the two best in the division. Are we going? <laughs> Adonis Stevenson, uh, he's been ducking guys like Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev, and they're like, finally, you want to be a fucking asshole? Well, then we're going to ignore your existence, and we're going to fight each other. That's why we got this great fight between Kovalev and Ward, two of the best pound-for-pound pound in the world and the two best in the division. But Stevenson is kind of looming there in the background, and it would be fun to see him fight the winner or the loser. It doesn't fucking matter. Do you think he um, gets mopped by both? I think he gets mopped because, like, here's the thing about Donna Stevenson, and we saw a like, perfect example. Like, this fight that he had this past weekend was a perfect just – Example of who he is as a fighter. He's vulnerable, first of all. This is a guy, he's a journeyman level guy who was connecting. They just, he slugged it out with Stevenson. Stevenson has some boxing ability, but he didn't know, sometimes he doesn't use it smartly enough. So he's there slugging with the guy. He gets caught. He looked hurt in like the second round, but came back and he, so he looked vulnerable. This guy makes mistakes. He can be clipped. He can be outboxed. But in the fourth round, he like jab, jab, he southpaw. So he's all jab, jab with his right hand, then a little like left hook to the body to his opponent, backed him up to the ropes, and then jab, jab, and then boom, left hook to the guy's jaw, 
knocked him out cold. Oh, the guy has an incredible punch with that left hand. A lot of fucking power. He's not a two-handed puncher like Kovalev or anything like that. And he does nowhere near the skill of an Andre Ward. But he's definitely... He's the kind of guy you would expect to be behind on points against either one of those guys. But one good shot could, could win him the fight. Wow. So that keeps that keeps excitement That's in the exciting, light. That, yeah. He keeps excitement in the division after Ward and Kovalev have fought. That's good. Uh, but the thing that really got me the most excited about this past week and the last time I'm going to talk about is the return of Mikey Garcia. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge fan of Garcia because he's the kind of guy who – was described by just about everyone as mature beyond his years in the ring. He was a super young guy. He hit success pretty early. Wait. But he didn't. What's his weight? Uh, he was. He started at 126, then moved to 130. He fought Orlando Salido and just fucking dismantled him. He fought Roman Martinez and beat him. Like, he's he was so above everyone else, but. Unfortunately, he had a lot of trouble making the weight and just got tired of boxing. Like he was never super passionate about it. Hmm. It was like this is the family business. My father was a boxer. What? So he wasn't even like fully dedicated and he was still badass. Dude, he was like I said he was super he super patient. Like most young guys when they have that kind of physical talent that he had plus this skill, they just go after it and they make mistakes and they act crazy and if they get a guy hurt, they just go after it and they make they get hurt. But Mikey Garcia is so patient. Like, every one of his big fights, you would see him first couple of rounds kind of slow. Feel the guy out. But then all of a sudden, he would figure the guy out just to a T. And then over the next few rounds, completely dismantle him. Wow. Incredible highlight reel. that's like (laughs) half dedication. Imagine if he was fully dedicated. Yeah, for him, it was just, oh, this is just a job. And this is how you do it well. That's so crazy. Boxing, like if I was ever a boxer, I would have to be passionate about it. I couldn't be like, oh, it's yeah. just my job. That's and why then, he like, ended up retiring. I have my passion. That's quote unquote retiring because uh, he had like these all these fucking great wins, and he was just like, this guy is by far the class of 130. And then he was like, but in his last fight, he had so much trouble. He was just, like making himself puke the day of the weigh-in, and he was just like, Damn. he's all, like, my heart isn't in this anymore. I mean, and like his old his older brother is. Robert Garcia, who was a two-time titleist, retired young. He's like, all right, I've had enough. I don't want to get hurt. I'm going to retire. Became a trainer. One Ended up winning trainer of the year. Has trained a bunch of world champions and basically groomed his younger brother, Mikey, into the great fighter that he is right now. And But he, he's like, stepped away. He's like, I'm not too passionate about it. But now he's returned. He finally he's like, all right, I'm going to come back. I want to fight at 135 this time. That way it's not hard for me to make weight. He fought this fight, though, at, one thir- at 140. At 140? He's like, I, I need time to right. make the weight. So he fought, He ended up weighing at 138, and uh, he looked a little shaky first two rounds, you know, not knocking off the rust. Met the guy who's a boxer, the guy's, you know, fast, moving around. Mike Garcia's trying, he's like, you know, getting tagged a little bit, but getting used to it. And then uh, you could see him finding his range a little bit, narrowing down the guy in the third, and in the fourth round, dropped the guy twice. And the guy was like, oh, like, 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 mad at himself. He's visibly mad at himself that he's getting caught with these big right hands by Garcia. Continues, comes in the fifth round. Garcia comes in for the kill, drops him two more times, and forces the fucking stoppage. The guy knows how to close the show. Point is, Mikey Garcia is fucking back. He's thirty-five and up. One twenty-six to one forty, and then he's gonna fight at one thirty. One thirty-five. All over. This. He went from one twenty-six. Have you? Have, no, he have, fought at one twenty-six. Was really successful. Moved to one thirty. Was right. super successful. Then, then quit. Then, then came back just now at one forty. Did really well, but he wants to fight 
like the rest of like most of his like his next fight he wants at one thirty five and he wants to take on um a, the one one of the one hundred and thirty five the lightweight champions Scott Quigg who I think Garcia is because Garcia like the division's pretty shallow at lightweight I think Garcia would just fucking mop the place up and I can't wait to see it I'm a big fan of Garcia like he's thirty five and 0, 29 knockouts the guy is it padded though not like well, I, you gotta say like the first you know the first like twenty. 15-20. But then not, he's not, fought some like high he, level guys. guys yeah? like the guys with like a lot of loss, but tough guys. And it was able to. He was. He's so t- like skilled now. He's not just physically talented. He's not just fast or powerful or athletic. He's skilled and he's smart in the ring. He's thinking in the ring and he knows how to find out what you're like. Andre Ward, who's fighting this weekend, he knows how to figure out what you're good at in the moment. Figure out what you're good at, figure out what you're bad at, and take advantage of it and close the fucking show. Anyways, that's my that's that's my fight talk. Right on. So uh, this is going to be uh, part three of our movie talk series. Um, it's going to be a little bit of... 1999 to 1995. These three films we suggest to you, you need to watch tonight. Quit your fucking jobs, grab yourself some snacks, lay butt naked on your couch and watch these movies back to back. These are good. (laughs) (laughs) That was a perfect song. so money, dude. Oh, man, I love it. Quick pause. (laughs) But um, Uh, if you are just tuning in, we have started a movie series in which every episode we will pick one decade, starting with uh, the 2010s. And we each pick one movie that we want to bring attention to that either we feel very passionately about or we deserve we think deserves a second look. And we talk about it. Besides the nineties, they need two. This yes, is a that is a very special a very special point. Today, we start the nineties, but we are only going to be doing ninety-five to ninety-nine. Why is Next that? Next episode we will be doing ninety ninety-four, but because we decided that it would be very it would be prudent to divide the nineties into two parts. The reason being is that not only is the 90s considered a golden age for cinema, there you go. but you have to acknowledge the fact the three of us grew up mostly in the 90s. That's, That's where true. our childhood is made. A lot of our movie tastes were molded in the 90s. Yep. And our greatest nostalgic feelings happened with movies in the 90s. So it really does deserve, in our opinion anyways, mm-hmm. and fuck you, it's our podcast, that <laughs> <laughs> the 90s deserves... Two fucking looks. We're dividing the decade five years apiece, so... kind of want to name the show Fuck it. You. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, I'm going to start off... Usually what we like to do is we'll like do the week before, and then we'll get our movie, and then we'll watch it so we can come and have a nice, nice repertoire to... to Refresh in our memory. Exactly. Uh, I dropped the ball this week, but that's because I have a lot for Dating Corner, okay? I'm out there. I'm doing things. Uh, I'm out there. Corner. I'm fucking bitches for y'all. <laughs> trying to get y'all new material. <laughs> Hey, I'm out here doing things. I don't want to do this. Hey, it's for I don't the wanna, podcast. I don't want to fuck two in once. <laughs> no, I don't want to fuck no, two in one day. I'm not that guy. Hey, I'm doing this for you guys. Doing it for the I'm podcast. I'm over here fucking bitches two in one days for you guys. Hey, God hey, damn. hey, hey, that only happened once, okay? <laughs> Poor Shadow. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm going to go chlamydia first. for you. <laughs> so what do you guys think? What, what you got for me? Ooh. What you got? What you oh, yeah, got? What you want? Mm. What you What you What you want? What you want, what you what really, you, really what want. You, what you, you tell want. me what you want, what you really, really want. Okay, now I'm thinking more like Rage Against the Machine. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> Not with you two. Dak, you want to come in? And- <laughs> Fuck you, Dak. <laughs> um, I'm thinking American History X. Nope. 
That's a good it. guess, though. That's uh, one of my favorite lie. movies. I want to do that, but it's too, people know it. I wanted to do something. You're saying people it's don't yeah, we wanted to do something that people. I wanted to do Fight Club, but we wanted to do. We all kind of wanted to do Fight we'll Club. We'll do that later. Um, the theme is something that fits into Hold your on. niche. I'm gonna guess, and then you give us a hint, and then we'll both guess again. Okay. I'm going to guess. Wicked smart kid. Maybe it's uh. Because you said. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Goodwill I mean, Hunting. It's not Goodwill Good Hunting. It's, you said it's it kind of. It is kind of in the same vein. It the is. Matrix. No. Is How is that in the same vein as idiocracy? It's all about uh, like waking up. Oh, waking up. Okay, no, okay. I waking up, snap, coming to realize that this is it's all even bullshit. In that same vein. We're living a bullshit That's existence, right vein. and we You're need in to the wake right up. Vein. Um, let's see. Fuck in that same vein. What's the hint? What's the hint? Mm, I'm trying to think. Jennifer Aniston has a is the love interest, but she's not a big focal point. And Jennifer Aniston is hot. Jennifer Aniston. Jenny Ann. Yeah. Jenny Ann. Jan. Jan. Dude, if this is Friends, I swear to God. <laughs> no. The whole series. That's funny, Friends. Yeah, um, I'm doing wait. the whole Friends series. In this movie, she's I, a love interest? If I told you who the main character was, I bet you guys would both guess it. I have no idea. Jennifer, I don't know any Jennifer. Right, I'll I didn't tell know you. she was in movies in the All 90s. Right, I'm going to tell you who <laughs> the main character is. Ready? Ron Livingston. Yep. You're, I don't even know who that is. Ron Burgundy? <laughs> You'll know who he is as soon as you know I know that name, dude. <laughs> okay, there's, last list, one. There's, there's listeners right now. This going, one? It's not <laughs> wrong, right? This you one's going, you dumb fuck. You say your movie you loud. You know my name. <laughs> but apparently, you're going to sit there and act like you have the right to review movies. <laughs> okay, this one's going to set it over the top, okay? Same director as Idiocracy. Same writer. I don't, no idea. Mike Judge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike Judge. Nice. So what? He was in by then? movie that he, he was did. He's in America. <laughs> was that, that in the 2000s? That was my it, official it's guess. In the, it's in the 90s. Damn, it was 96. Yeah. yeah. It's not Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, because I know my movie history here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Don't French fries. What do you got? What's the last one? my two guesses. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. Office space. Oh, my fucking God. Office How face. did I not guess that? I was going to say Red Stapler, but that would have just like... That would have been immediate. Yeah. <laughs> now I know you're talking about. He's the guy... The, what's the name? The character that you yeah. named? Office is Space. My yeah. Stapler. My Stapler. That's, my the, that's the guy you that's made. That's not mentioned. Ron Livingston. No, oh, that's no, no, no. That's, no, the uh, main guy. Oh, no, Ron Livingston's the main the guy. The main, main guy. character. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. He gets hypnotized. Yeah, exactly. All right, Office Space, dude. Office Space. Dude, that's a good, good movie. Solid because it's not a movie that a lot of people have seen, but it's a lot of movies. It's a cult classic. That movie is one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. Michael Bolton, I bet you like all his music, right? Like, dude, that movie is so fucking funny. My favorite part is, I'll tell you what I do, man. That one? My favorite part is, he goes, hey, has anybody ever told you you have a case in the Mondays? Nah, man. Nah, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that. <laughs> That's funny. And that, that, my favorite line is the same guy. It's like, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And he goes, I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I thought, you could do that now. And he goes, yeah, but I'm, I'm guessing if you're a rich man, basically girls get down on dudes like that or something. He's like, he's like what kind of chicks would just would do a guy, double team a guy just because he had a million dollars? The kind of chicks who get down on a guy like me. <laughs> like, <laughs> something like that. But uh, like, what's funny, I just want to, real quick before Chris gets into his whole thing, one last thing. No, that fine. guy, that actor, voiced Batman in one of the cartoon oh, series. Oh, what? No way. Yeah, it was That's Batman. I, it wasn't Brave and the Bold. It was, I forget which, it was one of the series that they, 
in like the early 2000s. Can't that go they came an episode out. without mentioning Batman or Game of Thrones. Bro. Yeah, it was a more, Game of Thrones. I don't know if we can. It was like, like here's an, it was one of the funnier versions of the Batman. It was like more of like a throwback to the 60s show, and it was really like lighthearted. And famously, the famous line, my favorite line from that entire series is uh, one of the female bad guys saying, "You wouldn't hit a woman, would you?" And he goes. The hammer of justice is unisex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you, I said that about your dick last week. I was foreshadowing yeah. that. <laughs> Whoa! That's, I hella said that. <laughs> Boom! Check out his gun, bitches. You guys got to do the sound effect. I love the sounding. Oh, wait. Before you go into your movie, I do want to say, when he asks his neighbor, hey, you want to come over? No, man. I don't need you fucking up my life, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's another great fucking That guy line. killed it. Dude. That guy killed it. Hey, Channel Five, man, the breast exam's on. <laughs> that guy it's fucking, it. dude. You guys are, you guys are nailing it. Like this is why, I, this is why I picked it I because I knew you guys movie. were gonna know it because I haven't. I'm not super fresh Just, on it. We should have guessed it because Chris does have 15 pieces of flair on right now, <laughs> and I hella didn't understand why he wore them. But apparently, that's a perfect example a of just like there's always the like there's always a boss figure that just wants to use their power in any way they can. That's what the I was smallest say. thing. That's why waving it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. really matter. They just yeah they want to have the fucking like I have power and I want you to know that and I have nothing else to do because I don't actually do a lot of work. You guys do all the work, but I want to feel like I have a con- contribution to this. Thing. Which is funny because both bosses in the movie, the both main bosses that you see for Gen- Jennifer Aniston, I thought that was spelling. Too, Jennifer was Aniston like, oh, and uh, what's the main character you said? Ron Livingston. Ron yeah, Livingston. the dude from from Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you, that guy's fucking hilarious. But you get both of those main bosses who. Both represent that. These piece of shit bosses, they like, Lumber. I hate yep. fucking working for you. Uh, it's like, you guys might remember it as the uh, meme. It, it's the meme. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in on Saturday. You yeah. Can, you might need yeah. to come in again yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So everyone like has had that type of job where you have that piece of shit boss, boss to where you're like if and you and wanted a, me to go what does he say if you want the average to be 13 pieces of flair then make the average 13 pieces of flair well it's you know it's all it's about going to above you. and beyond yeah. Yeah, it's up to you to make a little bit more it's like no I don't want to do it well if it's up to me then why are you hounding me about it exactly like it's up to me like you're oh god you're so useful well really but, you need at least 14, but our minimum's 13. This movie gives you the idea of just... Do you really want to be the minimum? (laughs) (laughs) That's what he says. This this movie gives you the idea of, you know, just kind of wasting your life away with shitty jobs. I always stand behind, if you're unhappy... Change it. Yep. If you're unhappy at your job, change it. Move on. Simple as that. This idea of constantly complaining and saying, oh, I hate my job, I hate my life, well then fix it. It's only up to you. No one's going to hand you fucking shit in this life. It's all up to you to change Which is yourself. funny that you said that because they literally hand him promotions. Like he's I, li- <laughs> <laughs> And he And he, he does the bare minimum yeah. in his job. And he, and he, what tells the is he gets he's open. He them. finally becomes open about why he's just like... Yeah, I don't really care about this job. <laughs> but we're rambling on. Go ahead and give us the intro. You want to lead us into this movie? No, I mean, what's that's this movie it. about? What's, tell us. Tell the people. Okay, what give I, a good summary or whatever. 
It's about those boring, monotonous, tedious jobs that nobody really wants to do, but somebody has to do. And it's okay if you're in that job if you don't have this stupid douchebag boss. And that's kind of like the reoccurring theme. And so what they do is that they have a plan to pretty much fuck their company. And there's like three of them. It's you, it Because was, their company's fucking them. Because their company's and fucking at them. At first you get a depressed man who He's actually so depressed, goes to a therapist like for his depression. And his therapist is trying to help him through his depression. And for some reason the therapist has a fucking... He just has a heart attack right on the spot. Yeah. But and he really helped him, It's a hypnotherapist. It's a hypnotherapist. And he finally and he, and got him feeling happy. into not caring about anything. And before he giving can snap no him out of it... This movie's the definition of giving no fucks. Yeah, no fucks given. But yeah, before he snapped... Like Adney said, before he snaps out of it, uh, the, the guy gets a, has a heart attack. And then when he... wait, Instead of waking him up and... like, I feel like he was going to wake him up and say, okay, now you care again. But what was it like not... To, I feel right. like he was going to take away that aspect of not caring. But since he had a heart attack... He was stuck in this realm right. of not giving a fuck, and so the guy couldn't break him out of it. He was almost hit. Which is a theme because uh, in God Bless America, Frank does not give a fuck. But in Idiocracy, uh, Joe does kind of give a I, fuck. Not, so. real. <laughs> not in the beginning. Yeah, not That's why he's so average. Exactly. He just does beginning. not give God a damn, fuck. damn, I'm nailing this theme. And then he go into the future. <laughs> you, are, you do have a pretty good theme running, though. And then when he goes into the future, everything is so bad that he has to care. And it's like, wow, your such limited knowledge is the most brilliant thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have great supporting actors in this movie. You got Milton, who's like this little, just like quiet guy who just does his work and everyone fucks with him and all he wants is a stapler. And he's the kind of guy him. that would shoot up the fucking the office. He's but the one, he plays, but only because he's getting picked on. He, like, if yeah. you just leave him alone, he'd be fucking fine. But he's like, constantly being picked on. And Chris mentioned that it's written directed by Mike Judge, who is famous for not only Beavis and Butthead, but for King of the Hill, mostly. And, uh,. Speaking of King of the Hill, the guy who you're talking about, that character played Bill Dotrieve in King of oh, the Hill. He shit. voiced him. <laughs> who was just getting used by everybody, and he's like very depressed. And like, He plays a very similar character, but he's more pathetic in Office Space. Oh, he's yeah. so much more pathetic in Office Space. I love the cake scene. <laughs> um, but this movie, I, what, I, what I love about this you movie... you got to watch it. You have to watch it. So, it's a little slow at first. And if it's you've ever had a you, job, you will relate to That's what's so great about this movie. Exactly. Oh, you, haven't need, you don't need to have an office job or a restaurant job to you know connect with Jennifer Aniston's character. All you have to have had is a job in your life, and you will completely relate to this. A job that that you know isn't going anywhere. A job that you know there's just going to be another person to come. Yeah, if you're one of those fucking assholes out there who chased your dreams from the beginning and now you have a great career, that's the only job you you ever had. Fuck you, Aurora. You you get three main characters who are friends, and uh, basically after the main character, um, your main protagonist, he we don't do reviews here. He, we, we don't, don't do, do reviews. reviews. <laughs> he, he has that, this is my movie. I don't do reviews uh, of my movies. Okay. He has that. You I don't give, give a, a fuck. The premise. That's stat. it. That's okay. all they. We get. don't get to review Chris's <laughs> movies. You're saying he has this. I, I don't give a fuck. Status. I'm gonna give you what the movie is basically about. His office gets taken over by corporate, and I I can relate to that because our company has oh, changed yeah. completely since I went to corporate, and basically. He finds out through these guys that are coming in and interviewing everybody that works there. They're trying to they're trying to shrink management. They're trying to shrink all jobs. They're trying to fire who they need to fire. Can they can, can they get rid of all the middlemen? Can they get somebody to do multiple jobs so they don't have to pay people? They're trying to pinch pennies here in this movie. And so you get the main protagonist, his best friends. In and the in movie. like talking about in the restaurant business, you get a lot of chefs that come in and make this like the smallest changes and end up being bad. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we had we had one guy who like 
just fucked up so much of the menu. We had to have like three people come in afterwards to fix it. Damn. It's terrible, yeah. So they, like I said, they come in, uh, these corporate guys, they they start getting rid of people that they believe are not worthy to work there. So they but can then they call in bucks. your main you protagonist. You want to cut prices on, uh, on our labor. And they're just what, asking him basic-ass questions, and he's not giving, giving a fuck. A and he's fuck. just giving them like, oh, I don't know, dude. I don't really know what I do. I kind of yeah, just, you know. I'll tell you what, like, Bob talk, and Bob. Well, I'll tell you what, Bob and Bob. They're both named Bob. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, look, the, here's the thing is – there's no real amount of work I have to do. I can get a week's worth of work done in a, in a day, but there's no real incentive to do that. I don't get a bonus for doing a good job, so I really don't care about doing that good of a job. So I'll sit here and I'll be average because I got nothing telling me that I shouldn't. I'm not being – basically he's not being challenged I'm not being all. motivated at all. There's no reward for working hard. So I don't care. Now that guy, he's friends <laughs> with the other two characters who actually do bust their yeah. ass for their job. And yet they both are getting fired. He finds out, the guy who doesn't give a fuck, finds out that his two friends who getting, do bust their ass, are getting who do fired. care and about he's the company. getting promoted. Who doesn't give and, a shit. So he then, tells his he friend. Actually, but what's cool is that he actually feels really bad about that. That's something he does care about is his friends. Even yeah. after the hypnosis, he still is like, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I don't know what to do. But yeah, I, I didn't want this. I really didn't want this. I'm I, so sorry. I like how he tells Michael Bolton. And like he's like, I got to talk to you. And it clips over. It skips the, pa- the fact that he told him. And all, Michael Bolton's staring down at his drink. And he goes, Cock gobblers. <laughs> cock gobblers. And that's all you get. He's like, I'm sorry, man. So there's little stuff like that throughout the whole oh, movie. So you have to be paying attention because it's little, it's little it's subtle, subtle comedy. It's subtle it's, it's, comedy. Yeah, it's exactly. not even it's dialogue not comedy. Face. It's not slapstick. It's not even dialogue comedy. It's actually, it's showing scenes. It's like the, the actual scenes. Like in the beginning when when Michael Bolton's in his car and he's listening to the gangster rap and the black guy walks by and he rolls up the window. <laughs> or when uh, when they're, like the old guy is with the walkers passing the cars in traffic and he's trying to change lanes everyone's been in that you change lanes because you think the lane's going faster and then you're stuck in this yep. lane and then your other mm-hmm. lane's going so every lane I get in is moving it gives you all these subtle fucking little comedy little pieces That's, if you pay attention so you relatable. laugh at all the, yeah you, you relate to this 100% I think it's a an amazing movie. It should definitely be watched by multiple people. And it's a fucking cult classic. Yeah, it's great. And you are right. Most people don't know about fucking Office They Space. don't. Yeah. No, that's most I didn't, people I didn't know watch it until Mike I was Judge. like, I watched it like for the, it came out in the 90s, like you said, like it's in the 90s. But I didn't watch it until like 2007. Yeah, yeah me either. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it took me a while to catch up to the humor as well. Like if I watch that at fucking 10, I'm going to hate that fucking movie. You have to, you yeah. have to work you a have job to, yeah. to understand. You have yeah, to relate exactly. to the comedy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you have to be so if you're a piece of shit and haven't worked, don't watch it. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, just on. spend the rest of your day just listening to all of our old episodes, writing reviews on iTunes. There you go. That's what there you spend go. your day doing. That's exactly what you should do. <laughs> it's up to you to tell one person this week about uh, our podcast. Thank I'm you. giving you a homework assignment. <laughs> homework assignment, you fucking cunts. And that's from also another 90s movie saying, giving you a homework assignment tonight. Yeah. This Fight Club. <laughs> that's not my movie. It's not my movie. No one. <laughs> man, but we... You know. We no. all kind of wanted to pick Fight Club, but if you haven't seen Fight Club, then you're a piece of shit. Now, here's the thing, haven't... I didn't, like, because too many douchebags oh, talk about right. yeah, Fight Club over and over again. It's always like the super fucking bro dudes who didn't really get the point. All they saw was like the first 40 minutes, and they think it's all about, they don't really, I don't know. Mayhem, like the Operation yeah. Mayhem. They don't really get the idea be, the at the end. Yeah, yeah. What they're doing. And it is, and it is a pretty, it's a pretty... Bro it movie. is, but it is. It was weird. in my vein, like anarchy. It's like kind of like in the whole idiocracy yeah, thing. That, like, that it's all about. It's all about. Not, it's all about not following the life plan that's kind of laid out for you. Yeah, that that's movie's that definitely in your yeah. fucking vein, and I wanted to choose that myself. Um, 
but yeah, it, like the writer is fucking amazing. Like he had a good point in the book. The book so is a little bit different. So have you read the book? Yes, I have. Is the book is there it's a, a big little bit different? Or man. didn't didn't he didn't he like the movie board better? Didn't he? But he, yeah, he said Chuck he liked Kalanuk? the yeah he said he liked the movie better because the because they did Marla better. That's oh. what he said. Yeah, that's and, because oh. that bitch is an amazing actress. Well, also oh. or actress. she can get the, it. The, <laughs> she can definitely get no, it. No, but no, not just as any character, but as her character from Harry Potter. Yep, especially Beatrix Lestrange. As her in real life, like, she dresses amazing. I want everything about dude, her. She, she dresses. Awesome. Alina Baum Carter can she's get fucking, it. She dresses like a she homeless got, woman. She's, hey, she, hey, she's oh, divorced she like from Tim. Lame she's ass. Divorced. I don't know anything about the Batman Burton. Dude, she can get it, especially as Beatrix was strange. She's, she's a crazy with her crazy hair. But uh, get it. But yeah, I get it. I think with that, Don't get I think, it. like the writer said, <laughs> like Chuck Palahniuk said, he might have liked the movie better. But I think understanding his type of writing, because it is very strange. He doesn't use punctuation or anything like that. He understood That'd his be point. So hard. He understood That'd his point. That'd be a point. better adventure as a book reader. Or maybe he didn't really sorry, know. Sorry to interrupt no, you. you. Fine. That'd be such a fun adventure as a book reader. Like, it's completely something different. You're going You kind of have your own perspective yeah. on it. Um, but Like, I, almost everyone who's read it, it might be different. He's a weird dude. He's good. Anyways, <laughs> let's Anyways, go over uh, to Adney's movie. So, I picked... Wait! I want to oh, yeah, guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. I keep forgetting about the Shut guess. your fucking face up, Adney. Fargo. <laughs> Fargo's a good yeah, guess. Yeah, I lo- God damn it! <laughs> was not the thing. Fargo is a great... Thought about it. I just love I love the main character and her fucking Minnesota accent. It's so good. And Minnesota. The, 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 He's playing the, the interview! The Coen brothers can do no wrong. I honestly have not seen a bad movie from this. I thought it was going to be Heat. I thought that movie was going to be... Is, is Heat in the 95 to 99 range? Yeah. Yeah. It was my backup. <laughs> it was your backup. It was my number one backup. It was like my, my second string was Heat. Um, because I, I meant to talk about it. But I was, okay, you gotta give us a hint now. No, no, no. yeah, give us. Oh a yeah, hint. both guessed once. Uh, what's funny is Heat's kind of close. Who I was or who was? Heat is a oh, close Heat's guess. Close? Um, Heat's. I already told you guys that it's a bad movie. Oh yeah, you <laughs> um, did say it's. A I bad love movie. bad movies. That's a recurring thing. So is it? A- oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's really over the top. There you go. <laughs> it's really yes. Titanic. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, you hate how, that movie. How dare you? <laughs> uh, really over the top acting. It's a bad movie, and there's some over the top shit, but in an enjoyable. I was way. almost gonna say Dumb and Dumber, but Dumb and Dumber comes out. That's no, 94. No, now. hold on, you're foreshadowing something. <laughs> <laughs> I got a guess for next week for Stevie. <laughs> I yeah that's all right I got it ready because this one kind of fits what you were saying Rushmore no no damn. wait hold on <laughs> that was in the right vein though I feel like like with your hands God damn it guessing's damn it. hard Home Alone I, two no <laughs> damn it I, you know I wanted to look it up and you know what's funny I had so many guesses for Adney as I was looking through them but I can't remember what the fuck my guesses was because I'm a little drunk but uh fuck I had so many good guesses you take just, just don't just guess again even I'll give you it, I'll give you one more hand one more hand oh it's bullshit. Um, Pretty Woman. No, that's 1990. I apologize. Here's the hint. Are you yeah. ready? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Hoo-ah! Oh! The Hoo-ah! Dazed and Confused. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I know that that's reference. Okay. Oh! Dubs off, get... That was fucking it! You got it! You got it! That's one of the ones I was gonna guess earlier. That's what I, I. That's one of the ones that I saw. I'm like, he might pick the devil's uh, devil's Yo, advocate. Just to let you know. You should have said, okay, said, said yes. 
podcast t- uh, title song. I've never because devil's I've playing never the devil's it. advocate. But um, you never seen it? Well, no, that's a, that, fuck that. That's not a good guess. That's not, come on. That's a that's, that hint is. I would have guessed it. That hint is too inside baseball. I think. But the reason what? for those people who didn't understand, basketball what? came out at me. I thought you were gonna pick that. For that's people who didn't ones. get like the whole uh, the hua thing. Hua. Oh, it's Al Pacino. It's Al Pacino. Oh, yeah. God damn it. That's <laughs> why I'm saying it was close because it was Al Pacino in the oh, late okay. '90s, and in the late '90s, Al Pacino basically became a caricature of himself after he won the Academy Award for uh, *Scent of a Woman*. In which that whole movie, he says "hua" like three thousand times. And what sucks, yeah, in the nineties, that was can, a good. That's it's like you can <laughs> literally, <laughs> you can literally pinpoint these moments to where Al Pacino lost his way and Robert De Niro lost his way. Ooh. And one of, the, like, one of the times he lost his way is this movie I picked. <laughs> <laughs> why, okay, guys, why is that? Because when, when, when you compare, uh, yeah, when you compare, and what I gotta say, I fucking love Keanu Reeves in this movie. I don't know. So in general, general. no. In life, <laughs> I, I kind of love Keanu Reeves too. Listen, Hardball is kind of the one, dude. I, no, I'm I not, like that movie. Yeah. Mediocre, <laughs> guys. I really don't give a fuck about Hardball. No, but it's a shitty movie that he was in. I like. I don't that. really oh, okay. like them. I don't really I'm like the movie. Sh- I'm comparing to the shittiest movies. Right. All I'm the saying is, all I, I was, all I meant was, I although I love Keanu, I just don't like that movie that much. I thought it was too. Apparently you don't like black kids getting shot at. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't You're like white privilege. I don't like our civilians being shot for no reason. I'm sorry. Adney, it's baseball, Chris. <laughs> it's an American sport, Adney. Oh, uh, imagine okay. that. I don't All like right. misspelled team names. Classic American sport, Adney. You Get don't it? like Remember it. Remember they're called the Cucumbers? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. See, I know more about the movie than you. Yeah, yeah well, you duh. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> Anyways. If seen it, you know more than I do. That's the thing is, Keanu Reeves, I love him because he's so monotone in every... No matter what he's playing, it he's doesn't matter. He's the same matter. character in every movie. He's so monotone. He can't He can't really express happiness or anger. He's not no, good at it. But I love him. He's so... I love... I think it's charming. How? Don't how, talk to me like that. <laughs> like, there's like, like, the, the like watch, watch Devil's Advocate, and like when he tries to get mad, it's so no, bad. He has a fucking Southern accent in Devil's Advocate. <laughs> he, he, oh he, my god! He has an attempt at a Southern accent, in this but movie. he fails sometimes. He'll do a normal. <laughs> so dude, great. wait, he comes in and out of accents. He comes in and out of his oh, Southern no. accent. And what makes me think is he did, they did so many takes. And he kept fucking it up. They're like, oh, fuck it. Throw it in. <laughs> it. Seriously, because he loses the accent so much. And he's also with Sharice uh, Theron, Chris. Sharice oh, right. <laughs> Theron. Uh, so, like, there's a point Charisse. where he's like, Charisse. I'm pissed right Charisse. now. Charisse. Like, that's how he delivers the line is, I'm really pissed right now. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it, Keanu. But he's such a great guy. And he's, like, perfect in every action movie. He is. He's he is. great. John Wick is the one. Yeah. And if you because disagree, well, we can fight. John Wick is amazing. <laughs> and it's because of the fact that he's monotone. It's like, he has this... Well, I mean, like, someone finally made a movie for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. And John Wick. He, they're like, no, he, this is going to be no, perfect. It's, no, no, for... it's any action movie. Because in action movies, you want, like, the audience to insert themselves as the hero. And it's really easy to insert yourself as the hero when the hero is just this blank space of nothing. <laughs> he is a green and screen. I mean, as a compliment. He is a human green screen, Seriously. Chris. <laughs> You can insert anything he's, into Keanu. <laughs> he's your avatar, basically. For you can insert yourself into like that space on screen. That's why he worked as the one, because it was just like, oh, it's just like yeah, because he one, is the one. He represented the human. He represented. And he's actually humanity. a great person in general, because like, because yeah, yeah, he actually yeah. gives up like almost all of his paychecks to like the crew That's of his crazy. movies. I will fucking fight. Including the day I die for Bill and Ted. I fuck, oh, dude, I you no no. It's above. It's above reproach, <laughs> dude. I fucking. <laughs> For one reason and one reason only. There's other reasons, but the main reason, just be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs> fight, like, you, 
argue with Name that. Name of the fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> argue with that statement. Uh, hey, man. I'm like, I'm serious. Like, I'm my, part of my argument for Devil's Advocate is Bill and Ted right now. <laughs> well, why should I watch Devil's Advocate? Because Bill and Ted was a great movie. <laughs> Good point, bro. I'll watch this movie. Plus, you know, George Carlin. That was um, when Keanu Reeves could actually like attempt at emotion. Like, he no, was a no, bit there. no. That's when Keanu Reeves was openly doing. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, dude! Whoa! How do you not Stallion? love him? How do you not love him? I don't get it. I, don't, every, I, I love every one of his movies except for Hardball. <laughs> the one I mentioned—that was his shittiest one, basically. From the shittiest one to his best one. I like. Okay, anyways, uh, Devil's Advocate. What we were talking about. <laughs> um, it's actually directed by Taylor ha- uh, Hackford, who did Blood In, Blood Out. Nice. Um, I seen that one he also he also seen Blood and Blood Out. Oh, you also dude, like it. It's a white guy that's more Mexican than all the Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's about a white guy who's better at being Mexican than all the other. Mexicans. And he made it. Uh, they said that on the Oscar episode. He's Mex- that's what, Mexican. It's the same thing with that, movie, that new movie. Harder. That new oh, movie. This is gonna be no, your '93 movie. That new that new movie, The Great Wall or whatever, with where Matt, Matt Damon. Oh, it's what? the same. Yeah. It's the same uh, feel as it? oh. This ethnic group is losing mm. until the white savior comes and the white savior saves all of them because he's better at everything. In all those movies, they make it like this Jesus-esque character. Of Hold like, on, the, we're not. That's okay. a different subject. Anyways, I'll talk about Tell Savicate. We've been just dancing around the subject. But, but um, anyway, Chris, like I was saying about Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, I really actually, I genuinely, unironically, really, really, really like this movie. Keanu Reeves actually took a huge cut in pay so that I could pay Al Pacino enough money for Al to be in the movie. Oh, really? He passed on it like three times. And then Keanu Reeves was like, well, give him my check, man. <laughs> Just be excellent to him, and he'll be in a movie. I really think this th- Keanu thought this was like his moment to show his acting chops, and if he had Al Pacino around, he would have extra gravitas. Mm. I think that's what his mindset was. But what's funny is the best acting... The best acting in this movie is from, surprisingly, Charlize Theron. Oh, really? Not surprisingly. She is an amazing she's, actress. Yeah, no, because it's after, no, after, 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 No, I'm right. We already no, went over this. No, fuck you. This is surprising because this was like her first movie. She was a model before this. Oh, okay. shit. No This way. is very surprising. That's fair. I didn't know and, that. And like, this is way before Monster, dude. Like, And like, she didn't have to ugly herself up and be all crazy in order to do a good acting job. Um... Okay, let's get so the synopsis of this film is that Keanu plays um, he lives in Gainesville, Florida, as a defense lawyer. He's married to Charlize Theron, and uh, his name is Kevin. Her name is Marianne, and uh, his his mom is this huge like overly religious church lady, and uh, so she's kind of like doesn't fully approve of his career because he defends people who are usually fucking guilty. But the, the movie opens up. It's this really powerful scene of uh, even with Keanu Reeves acting. It's still powerful, which says a lot um, about the writing, I think. Maybe that's just my opinion because it only got a 7.5 on IMBD. So it opens up, and uh, we're in a courtroom. Uh, Kevin is there, Kevin Lomax, Keanu Reeves' character. He's defending this guy who you look at him. Like Here's what you see in the courtroom. You see a young girl as being the witness and a lawyer is asking her questions and staring evilly at Kevin at uh, Kevin's um client and you look at his client and you're like oh that guy's a rapist <laughs> you don't need to hear any doubt da- you can have the fucking the movie on mute and you pull that oh yeah cuz he has the quintessential fucking look middle-aged white guy like the hair, Balding, he has that crown of hair that's only on like the sides yeah, of the yeah. back. Oh, so so I'm a serial killer. Now. No, no, because you shave your head and you have facial hair, oh, okay. and it gives an actual look of personality. Rapist. This guy, ah! 
This guy won't acknowledge that he's bald, and he keeps that huge amount of hair on the side. The Costanza? Yeah, like George yeah, the Costanza. I was really just about bad. to say that. You can't do really. the Costanza. It's not in anymore. Dude, it's a really bad Costanza. And <laughs> it was the 90s, bro. <laughs> Dude, he's clean-shaven on his face, mm. so it makes it worse. It's so much worse. That's way more rapey. And he has, like, these really weird round glasses, and he has, oh, like, the creepiest face right on. He's, like, so stiff and weird. And uh, the case is that there's a young – he's a school teacher. He's a fucking school teacher. He teaches math. And this young girl was molested by him. He kept her after class and put his hand up her skirt and up underneath her blouse. And she told stories about like these other girls that were a victim of the same thing. And that's why this trial is happening. And Keanu Reeves, Kevin Lomax, is there to defend him. Ooh. He believes that this guy is innocent. That's what you, that's what you get later on in dialogue. You learn that. And he's sitting there, and he's like listening to this. He's trying to come up with like, what the fuck am I gonna say to this girl's heartbreaking fucking uh, story? And then he looks over, and the guy he's defending is touching his own dick and just like oh, no. getting off of the story this girl is telling in the middle of court. And this is their intro to the fucking. Kevin movie, so sees him and is like, what the fuck, man? And the guy looks, finds out that he's being. He's like, oh, no. And then like puts his hands on the desk. Like, that didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. Real didn't smooth. Did he smile a little bit, too? He didn't smile. He oh, did not. Man, he goes, oh, shit. And he's just like, I didn't do anything. And, like, the, the fucking, uh, the prosecutor is given, like, this really impassioned fucking, like, and after you told your friends what he did to you, <laughs> they told you what he had done to them. And it was like this, you're like, it's just quiet, and it's just just deafening silence throughout the courtroom. And then finally the judge asks Mr. Lomax, do you have any questions for the witness? And Keanu gets like, in his shitty southern accent, can I uh, ask for a short recess? And then like he goes into the bathroom and he's flipping out and everything and or he's trying to walk to there, but his fucking client is like, she's lying. She's lying. He's like, fuck you. You had me fooled. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Like, Matt, showing you in dialogue that he really believed that the guy was innocent. Yeah. So he's not complete. Keanu Reeves isn't just some. Some piece shit looking Isn't the money, typical yeah. scum. He starts out this story as a really, just a, 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 he seems like an honest guy who just, this is what he's good at. So this is what he got into. And, uh, but he ends up, he, it was funny. It's like, everyone's like, all right, you're fucked. All this stuff. He ends up winning the case. Wow. And that, that ends up being his 64th consecutive win in court. Jesus. He's like an incredible trial lawyer. And it just so happens there was this guy who was there from New York to check him out and to watch him. to Like talent scout, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we want you to come to New York and we want you to uh, pick out a jury for us. And like, there's this really funny scene where Keanu doesn't believe him, but whatever. He ends up in New York and it turns out the biggest law firm in the city – run by a guy named John Milton, <laughs> who you might recognize as the writer of Paradise Lost. And the writer of the movie decided, hey, we'll have this guy play be named John Milton, which is a really cool fucking title, a really cool you know, name That's for the guy. Book but he runs this, and it's played by Al Pacino. Al Pacino plays John Milton. He has this powerful law firm, and he's the one that really, really wants Kevin to be part of his thing. And what you get, like... On the what you get is basically it's a morality tale. It's 
you slowly see he goes to New York and he sees all these things flashing in his face. It's like, oh my god, I get all this opportunity. I can be who I am. I finally got out of that shitty fucking town of Gainesville. I don't have to fucking hunt for cases. I have all the biggest cases in the world are just coming to me. This is what I've always dreamed of. But there's a fucking pay. You have there's always a price, and the price for him is his marriage. Not just his marriage, but his wife's sanity. Marianne, played by Charlize Theron, is going fucking mad throughout the yeah. film. Why? And she's losing it through all these things and all these pressures, and she's all alone. And because she Wait, was she, like, didn't she, move up with him. She moved up with him. She was a real estate agent, but now she's like, she's like talking about this is the first time since I was sixteen. I haven't had a job, and Kevin is always gone. He works like fucking. Th- 20 hours a day and she never sees him she's all alone in this giant apartment she's trying to fit in with these new people but they're just so different from her Wasp. she's a small town girl and she just can't really she's just a small town girl mm. and what's funny is like and like the first time they go to a party together and she's just over fucking whelmed and he ditches her uh, talk about some case and she's like he's like looking around for like at over an hour looking for him and she's just all alone terrified and like she also like this resentment builds up against him and over and over again throughout the film, he neglects his wife. He chooses work over his wife, like blatantly, even when it's clear she's fucking losing it. And like at any point, like one of us, if we saw that, we would be like, you need help. Drop everything and help your fucking wife. This is the most important thing right now. The phone rings and he goes, sorry, answers the phone and just all about work mm-hmm. right after that. He, over and over again, it shows like, okay, this is his downward spiral. This guy who started off with good intentions, that's why he got into this career, but now he's slowly saying, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, work, 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 and he's not caring about his wife. And what's funny is Al Pacino is all the while tempting him into this lifestyle. But, like, they're talk- he stops here and there, and he goes, like, maybe you should take care of your wife. I'll handle the case. You go, like, and he, like, gives him the opportunity to stop, to go take care of his wife, and then come back to work. And Keanu Reeves doesn't fucking take it. Showing you that he's fully gone off the fucking deep end, that he is this bad guy. Alright, so when I first saw this movie, I already I started watching it like a few minutes in. Didn't even really know the name of it. I was just like, oh look, there's a movie. And I started you watching thing? it. <laughs> Keanu, I love Keanu. <laughs> Al Pacino's in this? What the fuck? Oh shit! <laughs> Somebody told me about this movie. Yeah, Addy was hella mad at the director and shit. <laughs> fuck my judge, you didn't tell me about this movie? <laughs> What's cool is, uh, <laughs> while she's going insane, she has, she's having these, like, she's seeing things. And you're like, oh my god, this bitch is really fucking crazy. But then supernatural things, feeling of things start to kind of happen over and over again. And it has this really supernatural feel to it. And what you find out is that Marianne isn't just seeing things. It's real. And uh, this is going to sound a little silly. But um, the, the truth behind that whole veneer of the law firm of like, oh, she's just going nuts – is there's actual a supernatural element to this movie and like you slowly if you like the trailer gives it away so fucking bad the name kind of does the which is why I don't watch trailers foreshadowing uh, <laughs> when I first saw it when I first saw it I was so confused I was like is this supernatural or is it not I don't I can't tell but well you get like slow hints and it slowly drags you on like as you are Kevin like you're seeing these things and you're kind of guessing over and over again like is there something real cuz i keep seeing these really weird unexplainable occurrences what you find out is Al Pacino is actually fucking the devil he's the devil not fucking the devil but <laughs> he, is, he is the devil he is Lucifer 
and he's disguised himself in this human form as what you would expect kind of the devil to be, this larger-than-life... Yeah, life, you would expect the devil to be Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, this larger-than-life insane figure who has every who has nothing but pleasures attempted, given to him and is, like, has everything set up, and he's tempting this young man, and he's giving like promising him everything he's ever wanted. And here's like this other path, and he even shows him, like, here's, you can go the other path. Or you can go my path. Over and over again, attempting him and tempting him and doing things if like the devil was a person you expect him to do. One of my like he listens to Frank Sinatra and shit. He has this awesome fucking apartment. One of the, my favorite the devil does this. One of my favorite Sinatra. parts of it is uh you see him in his office and it's this really like new age kind of style in his office, really high tech. And it's you're like, wow, this is a really fucking like fantastic looking office. And then he he takes you out on the ledge, and it's on the ledge of the fucking building. There's like this little like man-made pond and then it's a fucking like 40 story drop oh wow and you see him and you like and like uh you see him there's no railing at all it's just drop you can just slip off and die and al pacino walks over and he's standing on the fucking edge and not caring and you see keanu reeves notice it and he's freaked out by what this guy is doing and he tries to step closer to the ledge and he immediately freaks out he's like oh god and al pacino's like that's a little different looking down isn't it just like automatic, like, so I crawl over and there. No first, problem. I ain't standing over it. That's your crawl first over to it, though. That's your first introduction to his character. Is this large? Is like this guy who is just like this really subtle. There's just something about him. There's something otherworldly about him, like through his presence. And then you see him walk on this ledge, like he doesn't care. You're like, holy shit, what's this with this guy? And then you get to his actual apartment, and it's one room, and it's very now all of a sudden it's not the high tech kind of look. It's a gothic look to it. It's very like there's like two fireplaces, this giant marble fucking statue thing in the center of the room, and it's like this dark feel, very Victorian, so like opposite of his office. And so you're like, there's this real duality to this guy. There's something more to this guy. And Counter Reeves asks the other guys that are there, and he goes like, "Is this it?" He's like, "Yeah, just this one room, no bedroom. Oh no, no bedroom, just this." He goes, "Where does he sleep? Who says he sleeps? Where does he fuck?" And then out of nowhere, Al Pacino goes, everywhere! <laughs> <laughs> like, just so over the top. And, like, but it's enjoyable. Because, like, but, I mean, like, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a huge fan of comic books. So, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of over the top. The Joker is over the top. <laughs> lo- almost every comic is over the top. <laughs> some way or another. But uh, what's also great is uh, there's a little bit of boxing in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah there is. Something, you would, scene, something yeah. you would expect, like, oh, we have we can do anything we want because I'm devil. I'll watch anything. I, I want violence. It makes and, sense. And uh, there's this moment where it's, a, it's actually a really cool moment when you think about it is Kevin, he work, he's working late. He, th- he thinks he's doing the right thing, working really late to defend his client. He's leaving and he hears a lot of noise in another office. He goes in there and it's another one of the partners shredding papers. He has like 20 people just shredding papers all night, which is super fucking illegal. And Kevin's trying to like, oh, I'm looking for uh, looking for John. Have you seen him? And like, I don't understand what's going on kind of thing. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, what's, what's, what's going on here and everything. And he's like, oh, you know, just, hey, man, if, you have, if, if anyone asks, uh, you, you didn't see anything. Well, who would ask? Weaver? Who's, who's Weaver? Uh, Justice Department, Weaver Commission. You don't know about that. How lucky for you, Kevin. And so, like, automatically, they're like, some, like, there's a lot of illegal shit happening at this firm, and Kevin is faced with this. This is his first time facing. This is serious. You can be disbarred. This entire company could be torn apart, and everyone disbarred and put in jail for that kind of shit. And in that moment where he's tr- starting to realize that, 
John Melton comes out of nowhere and he goes, Hey, Kevin! Come on, we're going ringside. Roy Jones Jr. Let's go. Oh, shit. So automatically, as soon as he's seen like the darkness of the firm, boom, you get the best perks that you can fucking get. Ringside to a Roy Jones Jr. So it gives, you, it gives you that example of even though there's evil shit going on, you get these perks with it. You get this plus side. So it's, it's, once a, again it's the, a balance. It's a balance beam of like, well, what do you do? Do you, it's the do morality you stick tale. to Once again, guns? Kevin is, yeah, it's morality. It's, is faced with the question of yeah. right or wrong and like get the creature conference with the wrong and everything and like the right way is always the harder way. So fuck the, fuck the hard way. Fuck the right way. Let's go with the wrong way. Hey, cocaine is in hell. That's where I want to go. And what's yeah. cool, what's really cool is that HBO actually let Taylor Hackford use one of his cameras during an actual Roy Jones Jr. Film. Oh, oh that's shit. Cool. It's only just, it's for a few. I think you told me that too yeah, It's before, for a yeah. few quick seconds. Hmm. But it's a real Roy Jones at light heavyweight. You can tell by his physique. That's light heavyweight. <laughs> and of course, this was filmed in fucking uh, uh, the late 90s. But um, Super 16. He looks fucking, like it's, Roy, like Roy looks fucking just yoked out and fucking awesome. And he just fucking demolishes a guy. And uh, it's really cool just to see that. Who's the actual fight against? Sorry to ask. I don't like. I don't fucking. I, can't I wonder if you could find that. On, watch, see on that fight, the actual fight. If they catch him filming on the actual fight, like uh. do, do the turnaround. Watch the actual. I don't fight know if, I don't know if you'd you... be able to pick up the cameraman. Oh, okay. Because I think that'd be really like, cool. Because you see, like you see, uh, John and Kevin in in the arena, and then all of a sudden Don King walks out. And then, like, him and the devil know each other of course. so well. Because it's like, of yeah, because Don, yeah. in Mike Tyson's words, Don King is a disgusting fucking reptilian motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he would know the devil, and that's how he would have his powers, from the fucking devil. But, uh, like, they love each other, and, like, they got, like John Nolan's like, oh, how are you? Let me introduce you to my new heavyweight, Kevin Lomax, and that kind of thing. Oh, but, that's uh, cool. We get actual footage of Roy knocking a guy out. Another cool thing. I remember, like, um, when I first saw this movie, it was after I had become an atheist, but, like, I didn't really say the name atheist, and it was, like, really weird to talk about that sort of thing, especially at that age, and then, like, the arguments that Al Pacino's character says in his big speech at the end and throughout the film, you're like, fuck you, yeah, I'm so justified in not believing in God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're an atheist, pick up some good arguments from Devil's Advocate, but, um... Yeah, and what's funny is like the director said he wasn't trying to make a religious movie; he was just trying to make a morality movie. But he doesn't really care how people interpret it. It's like he made his thing and whatever. But uh, I love this movie for like all those factors, and because I think that Al Pacino, he's my favorite. Like his his ver- his John Milton is my favorite version of the devil I've seen in any movie, especially since at the very end when things are just at the tip of the climax. He, he just goes like – he's like giving his argument to why his side is right and then he claps his hands and Frank Sinatra starts playing. Mm. And it's uh, Monterey. It's, it happened in Monterey. That song starts playing and Al Pacino like <laughs> – Al Pacino is – We're all fucking fans here of the old blue Al, eyes, dude. Al Pacino dude, starts Frank's the killer. Dude, sorry to interrupt you, Adney, but we are playing Frankie. As soon as we drive into Vegas, that's the first thing we're putting on because that's what Adney and I did. Dude, as we soon as we saw Frank Sinatra podcast. As soon as we saw fucking Vegas – As soon as we saw Vegas, we fucking – Adney – Threw in the seat, like, immediate. Waited, push play, and then fucking we just blasted Frankie, old blue eyes, as we rolled into Vegas. Yeah, that's my, those Brian, are my reasons. Brandon is who Roy Jones Jr. is fighting in that movie. Oh, okay. Awesome. Look it up. Well, this is for, Al Pacino being, for Al Pacino being the best devil in any movie ever. And, like, when, he, when they played that song 
during the filming, Al Pacino freaked out. He's like, oh my god! I haven't heard this song in years! <laughs> but uh, because he's so perfectly, perfectly over the top. He's so good at being over the top, Al Pacino is. He goes so over, but not to the ridiculous Arnold Schwarzenegger right. in Batman and Robin level. <laughs> he's perfect at doing that. So him being the perfect devil, Keanu Reeves just being... Keanu Reeves. Just living as a being a person is great. Just living as a thing. And uh, like uh, like in Marianne, uh, Charlize Theron's performance of her slowly losing it, and then fat, quicker and quicker losing it, I think is fantastic. She does a really great job. This is what really made her movie career. And uh, all these little tiny things in the movie, I really think it's a great flick, and you should fucking watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I haven't seen it, Sounds so I'm, great. I'm pretty stoked. You never saw it, not. Right, well, I'm, I'm pumped. Well, you're in for a treat. I'm ready to guess for years. All, All right, right. Goodwill Hunting. No, I want to do it. I thought you were going to actually do that. And you know what? Most people have seen that movie. It's an Academy Award winning movie. Ben Affleck and Matt we Damon. We talk about it nonstop. Run, uh, <laughs> both won an Academy Award. That was the first movie that they wrote together, and they fucking won an Academy Award. Dogma. You I, don't get two in a row. God huh? damn it! <laughs> um, Dogma, I really would have loved doing. It, I was going to do but I already talked about it before. So. Yeah, I would have loved doing Dogma. It's great. Adney has more to say about Dogma and Kevin Smith than I would have that's to say. That's true. So I, would, I looked at it like, that might be Adney's movie, and like that's Adney would have to be the one to pick that, so I didn't pick it. All right, nice. I'm going to guess Basketball. No. I want to do Basketball. That's so on the nose for my topic. It is. Though. It is. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah. All right, right. Well, give us a hint now. It's similar to Heat. There's an actor in that movie that is in this movie. What? I thought of one, but I was like, it can't be it. Wrong. It's not in the right date. Hmm. Casino. Boom! Oh, <laughs> so good! And it's a book written by one of my favorite writers who also wrote and directed Goodfellas. Oh, wow. It's directed by Scorsese, yeah. motherfucker. One of the greatest artists to ever make film. <laughs> and it's also written by Nicholas Pileggi, my favorite. Favorite right. true crime writer of all yeah, time. I remember you talking Nicholas about Nicholas It's a perfect storm for you. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Pleggy, you cannot touch him when it comes to true crime writing. He is a fucking genius. He was a Seen news reporter, a newscaster firsthand, and then he ended up connecting with all these people that either fucking, you know, turned tail and ran or, you know, fucking decided to go to a witness protection program or anything like that, considering Goodfellas. And he interviews them, interviews these people that had their life and times in the mafia. That was all they knew. And so you get this writer, this newscaster who decided to become a novelist and he wrote some of the greatest things that we know and Scorsese is obsessed with them because obviously he wouldn't have adapted two of his greatest pieces of fucking literature into films. And they literally are, are two of the greatest pieces of film. What's funny is this movie is not that well known. It's not as known as Goodfellas. Goodfellas is more talked about. That's what down. sucks though, like because Goodfellas was such a fucking masterpiece. It's hard to... Like, how are you going to follow up Goodfellas? Man? But he did. And like, he did it, like, just as well. Now, like, it might have... It's a little bit lower. For anyone else, any, if anyone else made Casino, if that was attached to anyone else's name, okay. oh my god, this person's a fucking genius. But because mm. it's Scorsese, because of his track record, I mean, look at... You fucking, hold him to a higher standard. He got, like, he got his big... Like, the fucking Mean Streets was his first big fucking, like, okay... I've arrived. Check me out. Mean Streets. Blew everyone away. Then fucking Taxi Driver. Taxi fucking Driver. Crazy dude. fucking yeah. bull. Like, I mean, the guy. I mean, Sorry. Deer Hunter? Dude, he hasn't no. stopped no, since the 70s. Like, he's he... still making hits. Like, the last killer one he just movies. did was The Wolf of Wall Street. A killer no, movie. Fuck that. The Wolf of Wall Street, yes. But he's coming out with what we talked about oh, before. Yeah. 
The Devil in the White City. I I made that book my book suggestion when I was talking about when it was uh our St. Patty's our St. Patty's Day episode. <laughs> I suggest the book The Devil in the White City, which is about H.H. H. Holmes. Herman Mudgeon, I think is his name. He was the first big serial killer in America. He's the most well-known. If you, if you have an obsession, a fascination with serial killers, it's this guy. And it's going to be the first real horror movie that Scorsese's doing. It is. And Herman because, Mudgeon, yeah, he is killed. Such a, he's such a sociopath and he's such, such a handsome, like, lovable guy that he makes every woman fall in love with him and he'd murder them, waste her time. Nine, eight, 1894. That's what Abby said. We did it first. Abby's off. We did it first. Abby's off. Fucking waste her time. <laughs> so 1994. <good>. <laughs> <laughs> 1894. You know who is starring? It's starring Leonardo DiCaprio as fucking Leo. H. H. Holmes. You want to know? This gonna be Leo. Listen, <laughs> you fucking Leo. You fucking Leo. Um, but yeah, so shout I'm, out to people those, who listen to the old episodes. <laughs> little, little sidebar though, Scorsese. Yeah, is this gonna be his first horror film that he's doing? And H. H. Holmes was a very lovable guy. He made women fall in love with him everywhere he went. So I think no. Wait, you're Leo, talking about the character, the and character. Not the no, the real guy, writer. H. H. Holmes. Yeah, no, the writer's different. That it's gonna be great. I can't wait for that. But back to Scorsese. I am. Well, I no, love back to Casino. 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 What's this movie about, Stevie? So the reason I picked this, let me give you, uh, it came out in uh, 95, okay, uh, <laughs> running time of an hour and 78, or uh, 178 minutes, like, fucking good, good yeah, fellas, hour, well, good fellas, Thirty. it's almost three hours, yeah, because like good fellas, 178 minutes, yeah, 180 minutes would be three hours. Goodfellas is a three-day movie, so if you've seen Goodfellas, you have to watch it in a three-day time span. <laughs> uh, if you're a is... pussy. <laughs> I was just about to say that, I swear to God. <laughs> Uh, the budget for this movie was between forty and fifty uh, million, and in theaters it made one hundred and sixteen. It got that's good. To fucking your raving yeah. reviews. That's considered a blockbuster. I gotta say, if you hit a hundred oh, million, it's considered. I gotta a blockbuster. say, like my movie, it cost fifty-seven million, made total gross sixty million. Oh, I wanna know. <laughs> oh, shit. I wanna know what mine is now. Anyway, Stevie, go on. Mine cost ten mil, and it grossed ten mil. It's not bad. Hey, it broke even. That's, that's, that's still a loss. That's a, that's a bust. <laughs> it is a bust. That's, so that probably, doesn't, that probably doesn't count marketing. That's a bust. It's <laughs> a bank. That's okay. Mike Judge, he's used to busting. He's, <laughs> hey, man, King of the Hill is a great fucking show. Hey, I don't give a fuck. You can, it can, just because it made the same amount of money, it still lives on. That movie will live on forever. Um, yeah, it's making like, more money yeah, now dude, than it did. That, when that it came doesn't out. count like VHS sales or DVD sales yeah, or anything like true. that, and that really makes that like uh, that movie I talked about before, Batman, uh, Batman, uh, Mask of the Phantasm made shit in theaters, but when it came to VHS, like, whoo, blew up. I bet you the Killing Joke the does the same. Good. Yeah. When when something becomes a cult classic, people go out of their way to view it because it's like, okay, this movie's worth seeing. But um, okay, so this whole movie is based on real events. Okay, Casino, just like Goodfellas was. Except the difference between Goodfellas and Casino was that Goodfellas, Scorsese changed the names from the book onto the film right. because of the dangers with making this movie. Right. There was dangers behind making this fucking film. The Lucchese Wait, family... Casino too, or are you talking no, about Goodfellas? I'm right talking now? about Casino. Oh. The Lucchese family... In Goodfellas, there wasn't dangers. They kept every name accurate. They like everything portrayed on there was ex- precisely how it was written in the book, like, almost to the T. Yeah, Henry Hill, Jimmy Conway, yeah, yeah. all that's Jimmy real. the Gen- All those are real fucking characters. Now in the and that's because they all got caught or they were yeah, dead or yeah, something. Yeah, they were in jail. And so and the new like one, that. they weren't caught or so dead. So now this, because the movie Casino, a lot of these guys are still out there. You mm. get that at the end of the movie of like, okay, you, I don't want to spoil. Oh, I honestly man, don't want to fucking spoil. But 
he had to change names for a specific fucking reason. But the reason I love this movie, I, I watched it. I love the movie, but then once I read the fucking book, I'm like, whoa, this is, there's so much more to this. It's so much more interesting uh, what actually happened and, and why this is Wait, is it because is there certain stories that are left out on the screen, there, or well, is it because that you don't think that maybe like they did it correctly? Like, no, they what did is it fine. It about? They did it fine, uh, or Scorsese did it just fine. There's the, still the same story being told, but they had to change casino names. They had to change people's names. They had to like limit what they could have done with mm. the book and the real story behind it. Because so the book the, didn't do any of that. You're telling me the no, book, the book used was the names. Honest. Book was 100 percent honest. Did that guy get Nicholas Pluggy didn't give a fuck. No, he's still alive. Wow. Nicholas Pluggy, he he's a reporter. He reports as he hears it. He does not fucking change shit for anybody. He reports as he hears it because he's talking to the real people behind this. So he was technically a reporter first? Like yeah, he was reporter a reporter first and then became a author? True, true crime author, yeah. Oh, okay. So in this movie, this movie stars Robert De Niro as Sam Ace Rothstein, uh, based on a real-life guy uh, named Frank Rosenthal. And uh, you also get Joe Pesci in this movie, which oh is fucking... God, who's that, like, I think he's my favorite. Favorite actor. Of I all time. love Joe Pesci. <laughs> I do. That I think mesh he's my favorite. together is great. Um, Joe Do I know Pesci... what his first movie was? Yes. Raging Bull. Oh, oh yeah, you, you said that actually. You said God that. Um, and Joe Pesci uh, plays a character named <laughs> Nick Santoro, but he's based off someone named Tony the Ant Spilatro. Tony the Ant Spilatro was the m- most feared man in Vegas. He, there's and a, like um, uh, year wise, like what? What? Nineteen seventies, like mid, I believe, to nineteen eighty six. The guy was the most feared. Like 10, 15 but it was years. a build up. This guy was five two. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's you, bro. You're you so never, excited right you now. Never call him the ant. But that's a nickname that was behind his back. Tony the Ant Spitlatro. Hmm. You get these stories of him beating the fuck out of bigger people than him. That's why Joe Pesci playing him is a perfect thing because yeah. if you watch the perfect movie, little ball of anger yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it's that part with billy look at billy bats and like that the way he plays that character that's another person that's similar uh that there's a narrative when uh like because uh, robert de niro's narrating because it's a scorsese film so there's narration of course and uh, robert de niro's talking about him like describing him to the audience because he's talking about how why Nikki was feared, why he's so fucking dangerous. Like you beat Nikki with fists, he comes, he comes back, back with the bats. bats. You beat Nikki Be- with the knife, he comes back with a gun. You beat Nikki with a gun, you better kill Nikki because if you don't, he'll come back and back until you're dead or something similar, right? Yeah, like and like that, like that fucking that just whole line of. Wow, that just, it gave you such a fucking impact of what this little fucker could do, and that's just terrifying. Dude. Yeah, terrifying. You, you you come after this guy, you better know what the fuck you're doing, and you better kill him and kill him good, or else you're fucking dead. Like if you don't stop this man, he's gonna stop you. He's Quick a force sidebar. of nature. Yeah. Has there been a better duo than Pesci and De Niro? Oh, it's hard to say because I don't think well, there guess has. What? Dude, Squish- man, I got one. David Bowie and his dick line. Shut up! <laughs> David Bowie's hard, bro. That is a duo that cannot be touched. Technically, that's a foreshadow. Technically, it's Technically foreshadow. a foreshadow. All right, um, anyways, go back. Oh, that one's going to... Guess what? <laughs> I'm going to wait to do the path. Guess. <laughs> oh, it's just right. We're going to intro. Boom! <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Alcoholic Guest. Um, so, the base of the movie is there's a Chicago outfit. The Chicago outfit is Chicago part of the mob. 
they want to have a hand in Vegas. Everybody does. When when Vegas got started, it was it was ran by the mafia at least until now. They still probably could have Bugsy their hands. Siegel fucking Bugsy Siegel basically turned it made into what it is. Vegas. Hold on, I gotta go off on a tangent. How big do you think the mob really still is? Like, do you honestly oh, think that big. it's still like alive and kicking? Oh, it's very alive and really? kicking. Who do you think Hillary Clinton works for? Shut the. F- <laughs> hey, guess what? Hey, let, let me tell you this. Guess what? Luckily, Chiano once said, "You know, when you want to know who the biggest." Mobsters are in the world, the United States government. Oh, that makes sense. And he was one of the biggest mobsters at the time of Prohibition. Uh, so this Anyways, movie continues. Sorry. Lots, so you get the, sh- you get the Chicago. Because I'm interested no, in the mafia. Fine. I want to do like a fucking segment on because yeah. you can edge. Uh, I'll love it. I think the listeners will love it too. My dog's name Capone for fucking instance. <laughs> Good. Um, but so you get the Chicago outfit who basically had this has this guy Ace and they basically tell him we want you to go down to Vegas and want you to run our casino. He's the best handicapper of all time. He changed the game for gambling. He made gambling what it was. He went down there when they opened up their new the team. Well, wait, how did they know that he was a fucking like Atlantic City? He, like, no, he was, he was no, he was in Chicago. He's just a great gambler. He people would call him. He knew everything there he ba- is to he know. Ran, he ran the bookies for the mob. He was oh, like okay, he'd be able. He would do. He would go through outrageous lengths to know who's gonna win a game or any kind of sporting event. He would event. find out if someone like had a somebody got pregnant or somebody's girlfriend got pregnant or if somebody's mom died or he knew everything kind of, about he everybody would find in every out sport. What kind of different wood used to make basketball courts would get a different kind of bounce. He would go through that. That's gangster. And like, and like, you get narration. That's on the nose, though. Gangster, like mafia gangster. Dude, you get narration from Joey from Joe Pesci's character talking about how talking about that, talking about how good he was at, it, and talking about how, but he never had any fucking fun doing it. It was always fucking work for the guy. Oh, he was always yeah. he was such a fucking stiff. He like, he could have been having fun. He made all this money for the bosses, and that's why the boss. You see that there's a scene where the boss is like, how the fuck did you? How did you do that? How did you? How did you do that? Like you know, super Italian. And he's all playing it. it off like because he's Jewish. In the movie, he's like, he's like, he's like the most Italian guy ever. Playing <laughs> a like, Jew. It's, like, it's, Jew. It's so hard to believe him as Jewish, <laughs> but whatever. Even in Goodfellas and playing an Irishman, it's super hard to fucking get. So the mobsters, they're like, okay, we're going to open up this casino. We need someone to be there. Someone to run this place and make us money. So they go to Ace and they say, Ace, we're going to send you down to Vegas from the Midwest. We're going to have you run this place that we're going to open. But we're going to keep switching you jobs. Ace is put in charge of the casino. He's like, I, I don't know about casinos. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, he I don't know what to do. Yeah, he was super indifferent about yeah, it. Just yeah, just whatever. And they were like, no. The know. reluctant hero of the mob. <laughs> yeah. And he goes on his hero's journey. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, basically, they, they put him in charge. And within a short amount of time, he doubles the profit of the entire casino. These guys out in the Midwest are like, what the fuck? He's making us millions. Instantly, this was like during the seventies and eighties. This is a real thing. In in real life, he did th- he managed three casinos, not fucking one. Wait, all at the same time? All at the same time. He was oh, doing wow. all this shit to three casinos, and they were embezzling from it. But so he was doing such a good fucking job that the mob the mob was like, we gotta send him protection. We can't have our fucking rising star being affected by the police, by you know politicians, anything in Vegas. We gotta send him somebody that you know he knows, somebody that can protect him. They send Nikki. Which in <laughs> real life is Tony the Ant Spilacho. There's a book called Man Over Vegas and where he ran Vegas. But I'm gonna get so the movie Nikki. What? That Nikki is like the a character. Fucking awesome book, bro. Oh, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the Man Over Vegas. Come yeah. on, but it's about Nikki, right? It's about yeah, Nikki, but the real life right. Tony yeah. the Ant Spilacho. So but so about so it. Nikki, uh, fucking Joe Pesci's character, 
He's a childhood friend of Ace. So he comes there to help protect Ace, bringing his henchmen, bringing, you know, his, but he's a made man. He's bringing his capos and things that are below him with him to Vegas. Let's go there and let's fuck shit up kind of thing. Uh, just to make sure that their scam is running properly and that they can make money. And they had it all. When he first showed up there, they had everything they could ever want. They were, it was beautiful. Sam, Ace, was actually being thrown in a different job. His his job description was just different random jobs. But he was running everything. He was micromanaging. That was part of the scam is as long as you change your job every now and then, you can prolong your license. You don't have to actually get a license. So you don't have to be legal. And that's and like the, the, one of the scam. Yeah, that's one of the main points of the movie is that he didn't have his gambling license. Yeah. So he was changing his jobs constantly. And that's what kind of convinced him. He's like, I already have a gambling license. And he's like, well, you can just change your job. He tells him that in the movie. So he does it. Nikki comes down. And Nikki's actually, first he comes down to visit. And then he tells Ace, hey, I think I'm out, I think I'm out coming down here. And Ace is kind of skeptic about it. Yeah, he's he's like, well, Nikki. He's like, Nikki, Nikki it's a little bit different here in Vegas. You burn the place so fucking <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Nikki, it's a, it's a little bit different here in Vegas, you know? got to be subtle. It's so not Chicago. It's not Chicago. That's what he kept saying. Like that was like a reoccurring theme through their entire. Relationship. I don't believe he says. I, 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 does he say Chicago? I don't even like. I know the real life guy is from the Chicago outfit, but I think he just says like it's not back home. I think he. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. They always call it back home. Hey, this is not like home. This is not like back home. They don't. I don't think they specifically pinpoint the place. The city Chicago isn't bought and sold. Yeah. And what's funny is like. They're, they're, they have to deal with these country-ass dudes over because they're the ones on these cowboys. They constantly call them cowboys. Yeah. They refer to them as cowboys. They got to deal with these guys, and like it's, it's, just, it's, it's difficult here. It's difficult. got to be subtle. So finally, Nikki's like, fuck it. I'm going to come down there. And you get these two best friends that have different perspectives on, <sighs> on everything. Mm. And so you, it's a great bromance, dude. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful at the beginning because they're in it with each other. Mm-hmm. But then, They're like a team at first. Yeah, yeah, but... Throughout the movie, the tides... They're such a great fucking team. Oh, they're they are, such too. a good They're team. opposite sides of the same fucking coin, and they benefit each other so fucking well because sometimes Ace can't get the fucking debt that he's owed. Sometimes he doesn't get respect from certain guys. But when fucking... When Nikki goes down there, that respect fucking happens no matter what. No matter what. Nikki's gonna get what he fucking Nikki's wants. Five One fucking of my favorite two. parts of the movie is like this is country-ass dude, right? Country-ass motherfucker, right? Takes off his fucking... He fucking puts his feet up on the fucking uh, table when he's table. playing poker. Just puts his fucking feet up there. And the guys ask him. He's like, nah, fuck you, man. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Like, over and over again. Nevada. Ace, we're in Nevada. That, so we get country I mean, folks. That's gonna happen. They Ace, put that dude, in the movie really, like, really yeah, well. Ace comes down. He's like, hey, I'm, and like, I'm trying to have to... I'm gonna have to ask you. Take your feet off the blah, blah. And he's like, nah, fuck you, man. You fucking Jew or some shit like that. He's like... I'm warning you. Look, look, I'm asking you nice. I'm asking you nice, but I'm going to have to escort you out of the casino. This is my casino. And he's like, fuck you, just still being a dick and everything. And they ended up fucking like throwing, they get a bunch of guys together, they throw him out, and he's all, you know who the fuck I am? You're going to fucking pay for this. That guy just so happened to be kind of with Nikki. And he goes and cries to Nikki, that fucking Jew kicked me out of the casino. Nikki calls up Ace and he goes, hey, 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 it's me, it's me, it's Nikki. I just gotta ask you. I mean, uh, I got my, my got my guy down here. I got my guy at the casino. Mind you, he's way bigger. He's the mountain compared to Nikki. No, and Nikki. Huge. And Chicago by the way, Nikki is only nice to Ace. And he's being like, "Hey, man, like this is my guy. This is my guy. I had him down there. He told me, he told me you kicked him out, man. I mean, you you kicked my guy out of the casino. That's you did. And then why why, why why man? Nikki's I mean, there. like super nice. Like, hey, man, like I just want to know, like why 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 would you do that, man? He's my guy. He goes, hey, hey, Nikki, look, man. I know I mean no disrespect, but I mean he was being disrespectful. I mean, he was he was cursing, he was yelling, he wasn't listening to our security. He had his feet up on the table. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Yeah, his fucking feet up on the table. He has feet up the table. Hey, you, come here, come yeah, here. That's so good. You had your fucking feet up on the fucking table? <laughs> He's, and the guy's like, well, Nick, you don't understand. He's like, no, no, no. Fuck you. You told my fucking friend. You had your feet up on the fucking table. You told my friend to go fuck himself? Come here, come here. Starts beating him with the fucking telephone. Nick, you fucking feel like I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, you're and the dude's like the six fucking, fucking four. Fucking God. I tell you fucking respect my fucking friend. Hey, Ace. Ace, I'm so sorry about this. Ace, Ace, it won't fucking happen again. It won't happen again. I swear to God. Hey, can you let my guys back in? I swear it won't happen again. It's okay, Nikki. I mean, I'll, I'll let you guys in, but this cannot happen again. I cannot have that kind of disrespect. No problem, Ace. No problem, Ace. Get the fuck back in, you big fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this great, like, you get this great <laughs> friendship, this great thing. But the tides are turning because they go in separate routes. Yeah. They start to they diverge. To the they, well, they have everything they could ever want, but they start to diverge in what they want. Like you said, two sides of the same coin. One person is in it for greed. He wants everything. He wants it all. The other person, he just wants to make an honest living. And you get this B story of Sam Ace finding his uh, wife, which is uh, named Ginger. Oh, that's a played, whole other fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a huge thing. Uh, played by um, played by Sharon Stone, and she's just fucking poisoned to the whole thing. Like you watch basically... Dude, she's a fox in that movie, So she, like, she's, she's your God B story. She she's your B story. ridiculously <laughs> gorgeous. When you I first like, see her, wow. you're like, there's a woman that beautiful... <laughs> The nineties is, is that and, the camera? Like, and then, but that movie is a great lesson to all young men that no matter how beautiful a woman could be, she can also be the worst scum of the fucking earth. Because no matter how beautiful a woman is, there's somebody out there that's sick of her shit. Seriously, um, but yeah, but and that but bitch does not give twenty five. That's a B story. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch gives fives. You would know all about it. Uh, ouch! <laughs> ouch! That's a B story to the main the main point of the movie. The main point of the movie focuses way more on this friendship that you get through Nikki and you get through Ace. Now, fucking Nikki goes out of his way. He stabs a guy in a fucking neck because Ace finds a pen in the scene. Ace is sitting there. He shows up to the bar with Nikki, and there's this fucking this guy there in a suit. And Ace goes to get order his drink, and he sees this pen sitting there, and he taps the guy next to him on the right. He goes. Hey, is this your pen? He goes, the fuck do you want? He goes, is, is this your pen? And he goes, yes, yeah, my fucking pen. What's up? Whatever. And he goes, well, no, I mean, it was just, you know, it's a nice pen. It was, it was sitting here. I just, you know, it, it's here. I, you know, he's basically trying to give it to him. Uh, the guy's somebody, like, hey, man, somebody could take it. I don't want anybody to take your pen. It's a nice pen. You should, so I bet you take you that take... fucking pen and you shove it up your fucking ass. And Ace is like, whoa, what are you? And Nikki's to his left. And Nikki sees this. Oh, yeah. Small little 5'2", Nikki. And he just, without even saying a fucking word, doesn't say anything, just walks straight up, pushes Ace out of the way, grabs the fucking pen, turns the guy, and he just starts fucking stabbing him in the neck with a fucking ballpoint pen. Just starts fucking <laughs> so stabbing good. him Get your in. your fucking pen back, you fucking prick. <laughs> Talk to my fucking friend like that. Dude, and he starts screaming, and you can hear the guy crying. This gives you an example of the relationship between the two. Now, where they diverge is, like I said, because one's in it for greed, the other one's in it. He's more prideful. Robert De Niro's character is, he's like way more prideful. He loves what he's doing. He he's, loves the craft of yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. doing. He, oh, yeah. yeah that's, a good, that's a great way to explain yeah. that. So he's, he's way more prideful because he loves his craft. Like Chris said. He just wants to keep the empire going. And Nikki <laughs> just wants to fucking burn it all down. Yeah, Nikki seriously? wants to run everything. Nikki wants to have it all. He's little finger in this. Sort of yeah. little finger in this. In this Some thing. men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> So as the friends diverge, you get this huge thing of basically them going against each other. It, it turns up into deceit. So the movie 
The movie crescendos into chaos and deceit with each other, with two childhood. It kind of starts as like order. With two childhood friends that you that love each other in the beginning. They're best friends. They love each other, and at the end, they're enemies. And uh, it leaves the audience with the message that too much pride or too much greed may be the death of you. I don't want to give you the end of it. That's I don't want to tell like you what happens it. in the end. But the movie is phenomenal. The character, the, like the characters in the movie, are very interesting. They're three dimensional characters. You fall in love with them. You you feel for them. You feel for De Niro. You feel for Pesci because of their different views on it. And then you like you get this beautiful these old Sharon school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hate Sharon Stone. Even you, though you she's hate James beautiful, Woods. You still hate. You hate her. James Woods. Yeah, he's not looking for he's pieces kinda, of candy. He's kind of goofy. <laughs> he is. He's the candy. He's the candy. Real quick, James Woods' best role was Hades in the Disney Hercules movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally agree with that. I'm so good. But uh, Ace's main point, like what he's trying to do, he's just he's just trying Should to pick that as my <laughs> Ace is just trying to make a better life for his daughter, and that's his idea. That's why he wants to go straight. He would have been fine with with being this guy who was skimming and being this guy. And at, at this this entire movie, the FBI is after all of them, and Nikki is the one that's not giving a. He is the most not giving a fuck. Yeah. And so he's the reason that the FBI comes down on them. So now the mob bosses are like, well, you ruin you guys. Fucked us. You ruined Vegas for us. We had this beautiful thing going, but one person wanting too much of everything ruined it for the masses. So you get the mob bosses that want their revenge. And that's why Scorsese couldn't put the actual names in the movie because what the mob bosses do in the end is so fucking beautiful and it's so fucking well done. And it's even like it's it's ambiguous because they never they never actually know the real guys they never actually share what happens to these characters in the end. But they put this scene in there with Joe Pesci and his brother. the The real story has never been let up. How these guys just disappeared. You never get to hear that. But with the movie, they show it, and it's like we believe this is what happened because there are many holes in the desert, and if you don't dig the hole. There'll be somebody else coming out there. And they'll be digging holes all fucking Yo, night. <laughs> and Nevada is all desert, desert bro. Everyone yeah. says Cali's the desert. No, Nevada is straight there's, fucking desert. There's more people buried in Nevada, I believe, than any other state. You think all those dead buyers would get, like, you know, some kind of soil going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, Boston and Chicago might have a good... They do, yeah. Just because those, those the, are the years. And all the years. Yeah, the years separation. Years. Boston and Chicago. Let me... <laughs> I'll say by uh, uh, fucking uh, capital-wise, I say La- oh, Las yeah. Vegas area probably has sure. more bodies buried there per capita than any other place in the fucking world. Imagine just going through there with like a bulldozer and how many skeletons you just pop. Just like in a random fucking just like 20 yeah, yeah. miles outside of Vegas just, just with a bulldozer and, go and like it gives five you that, feet deep. That, they give you that, that beautiful line in the beginning of the movie of Joe Pesci basically saying that same thing. Of like there's plenty of bodies in the, or plenty of holes in the desert. If you don't, you know, dig the hole before you go out there because if you don't, somebody else come out there, you'll be digging a hole all fucking night or you'll be there all fucking night. But he also says, he basically gives you the ending in the beginning with, like Quentin Tarantino's it. He says, we had it all. We had Vegas. Yep. And we fucked it all up. And it'd be the last time, <laughs> it it'd be the last time that any of us ever had something that great again. It's, it's, I'm paraphrasing. But he basically says, there, this is the end of the Mafia reign. This story is the last of the Mafia reign in Vegas. The last of the casino owning. Yeah, it's the Dark Knight Returns of mobsters. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, mobsters could still be ghost owners. 
but this was the last time that mafia men were known and just was like feared. The Batman was a ghost figure and like, he was still <laughs> so fighting wait, crime. On. Do you think that there's people in politics right now that are a part of the mob and oh, they're like dude. two different the people ma- right now? The mafia. Like, how is the mob um, running? Have shit you right ever now? listened to Chris Christie talk? There's no way that guy's Chris. Part. He's too dumb. No, and listen. Fat. Yeah, I don't think they would like Chris. Him. Listen, dude. You mean fat Italians? Are? Yeah, but they're fat different. They're fat because of noodles. They're fat different. Not because of soda Pasta. and sugar. You know, like there's but a no, difference. Chris, listen, in the fat. Chris, listen. <laughs> like you said, is the mafia still in charge? There was an original rule in the mafia that still runs today. It's the rule of omerta. Omerta mm. is the law of silence. You're supposed to not Sexy. see anything. You're mm. not supposed to say anything. You're supposed to keep to yourself. The original mafia, the reason behind the mafia, which the mafia is only uh, southern uh, Sicilian, I believe. Um, there's Gomorrah. There's a lot of these other places that only go specifically to these regions. The mafia isn't, it's not a blanket. It's not an umbrella of organized crime organization. It's not. The mafia is just a little tiny part in all these other places in Italy and Sicily and in uh, Calabria. All these other places, they have specific names for this type of organization. Mm. So the mafia was Sicilian. It became a blanket organization when it came to America because that's why they always say in a lot of those movies, Goodfellas, all that stuff, unless you could chase your family back to Sicily then you're not a part of the mafia. You can't be a made man. You can be a guy. You can be one of the guys, but you cannot but you can't be, be a, made man. a part of the crew. Yeah. And that's because that specific name, mafia, is specific for oh, that region, to, to oh, that region. okay. Like, so Gamor- what's the mob specific Gamor- to? The mob is just mafia. Mob, mafia, mob. Oh, mob so is the just same like, thing? The, oh. Yeah. Mafia is the exact name, but but okay. like I said, um, Omerta, Law of Silence. Uh, that was how it was back in the day. That that's why it, it was a secretive organization. It, it literally translates to our thing. This is our thing, is what it is. And they were originally brought up for protection purposes. They protected the poor. They protected immigrants, people that couldn't go to the police because police were racist. They were they didn't give a fuck about anybody that wasn't for this country or wasn't born in America. So it's like, what do I do if I I don't get justice? If I do not get justice through the police, through these people who are supposed to be you know, uh, representing justice for this country. What do I do? And that's where the mafia comes in. Uh, check out the movie uh, Casino. It's great. Scorsese does a fantastic job. Check out all these movies. Has if you can. Scorsese made a bad movie? Yes. Really? What is it? Shark Tales. Ah, that's so fucking funny. He made that. Uh, that's funny. He directed it. Yeah. What that's the funny. fuck? Yeah. Directed it and acted in it. Yeah, Way to go, right. Marty. That's oh, I want to make a movie. Last... I want to make a movie for the kids. Fuck you. Fuck your movies for the kids. Nah, that's all right. We he get, it, did you have to forgive him for any for anything and everything yeah. from now on? So that was our movie talk, and I just want to say, but I gotta gotta fucking out. Ooh. Ah. Yeah. The dating corner. So apparently I'm a man whore. Apparently I'm a piece of shit because I get around. <laughs> I think you've introed every episode with apparently I'm a piece of shit. Like, Dating Corner should be called apparently I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, like, at some point, you're the problem. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get a review that's going to be one star, and it's going to be like, Chris is a douchebag, and it's just going to be a whole entire review about how I'm a misogynistic prick Whatever, and man. all this fucking shit. Hey, man, it's my fault that we got a one star review already. Thirty-three <laughs> reviews, thirty. Two five stars, one is a fucking one star. Okay, so let, let's set up everything. So do we all remember when uh, I was going on the date with Sparkle to the movies? 
We were going to movies in the park with Sparkles. Yeah, yeah, that was two weeks ago. ago. For the long time, listeners, for listeners who listen to old episodes, Chris talked about a two-in-one. He got a two-in-one. He he went on a date, got a one, and then he went on another date and got a two. I met, I matched with the girl on Tinder on Wednesday or on Thursday, and by on Friday the next day she wanted to meet up with me. So we met up, but we met up around four for drinks, and then about an hour later, it four had, for drinks because this is the alcoholic. It, it had escalated into she pretty much wanted to bang me, and then we had a quickie on Saturday, which is the next day. So it literally took me a day to get this girl in the sack. Now. I understand I'm sounding like an asshole, but this is just the story. This is how it goes, so I'm just going to lay it all out. Some so I had a date. Are easier to jump than others. I had a date with Sparkle at 5 on Saturday. Me and said chick met up at 3 on that same Saturday, had a quickie, and then me and Sparkle went out later that day, and I had a good time, all that stuff. Well, no, so this, you, you banged no, what happened? You banged Shiny, and then an hour later, you banged Sparkle. No, because me and Sparkle didn't even bang that night. Oh, Wait, what'd we, you... went, we went to the movies. Oh, no, we did bang that you night. You did, it was because you said it was a two-in-one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the next night that shit went. Yeah. Out. But anyways. Fuck so, you. We were money. Everything was cool. <laughs> okay, and so a couple weeks go by. She hadn't heard that podcast yet. Well, this last week that went by, we all know that I went tonight in the country. So what happened with me is I can't juggle women like that i literally have yeah like, because you talk about every single woman on the podcast so <laughs> all i gotta do is listen to one episode and you tell every okay, other woman to listen to the podcast <laughs> hold on hold on both of those are true i do tell every woman to listen to the podcast and i was juggling you're a good fucking host but hold on they knew she listened the girl that i had sex with before sparkle listened to the podcast she knew exactly what she was getting into that's and how I you got the date right told her that i was dating i told her i'm actively dating she knew about sparkle she knew about all these things, and she decided to go out with me. She decided to have sex with me. She even said I she didn't listened, fucking persuade her. You said she listened to the podcast exactly. first before she went out before with me. Before she even went out with me, she listened to the fucking podcast. She knew what she was getting into. That's exactly why I'm so honest on here when I'm talking about the dating corner. So then they can't say, well, you said this and you said that. No, I didn't. Go listen to the fucking podcast. I Bitch, lay it shit's all out. We got right shit on. Up. We got evidence on iTunes. Exactly. I got five-star ratings. Evidence on iTunes. <laughs> evidence on SoundCloud, bitches. Evidence. If you want, I will hire. I, we want, you want to go to court? We'll go to court. I got Adney as a lawyer because he does all the research. <laughs> he will bring up times and dates. Now, I the thought what your mother had for breakfast. <laughs> I thought I gave her to her. No, I thought I could be that guy. Oh, man, that was a great joke. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I could be the guy that can juggle a bunch of girls and be like, oh, what's up, girl? I like, you do no, look like a clown. No big deal. Like, I'm a player. I can do that. And what I learned I is I can't. Why can't I do that? Because I get emotionally attached. And I got emotionally attached to every single one of those girls. It might be a day. Uh, everybody <laughs> love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm a lover, okay? And my so emotions just you, go, and I just... So you fell in love with eight Okay, bitches? I didn't fall in love with any of them. I fell in love, okay, I might you not, fell okay. in like. Anyways, so, 
I had sex with her, went out with Sparkle. Well, this we made that, girl. We, we said that, but continue with the story. What, what's we were at night, and then night in the country happens. I realized that I can't juggle this many girls. I'm just not that guy because I get too attached to this one and then this one. And then, like, and then I try, and then I'm starting to be a scumbag because I'm telling them the both the same thing. And it's like, oh, like, that's just so douchey. Like, You're recycling lines? Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay, I can't do this. I, You're like, a fuckboy. That's what I was doing. You're exactly. Fucking right. I was being a fuckboy and I was like, oh shit, I don't want to be a fuckboy. And I started to realize it and I was like, okay. And then I broke up all relations with all of them besides the one that I wanted. So I literally had to pick, I was like, I want, I want this one. This is the one that I want. Even though me and Sparkle, like all that had already gone away. So I was like, okay, I can't do this. I can't juggle all these girls. I get too emotionally attached. Like, that's not who I am. I thought I could be that guy. But I'm not. But long I wanted to try it, though. Long-time listeners, 30 weeks ago, Chris was having trouble finding dates. <laughs> now he's having trouble trying to pick which girl. His Dude. fucking arc is amazing. Yeah, it's Dude, good, right? you are a long-time <laughs> listener. Chris has an awesome story on <laughs> Fucking killing it. Seriously. Killing it, bro. I came on hating Tinder, and now I'm like, Tinder's tight. <laughs> Dude, your story arc like, starts with a pot of gold, ends with eight pots of gold. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, you're Rocky. Thanks, man. You're I'm the trying. Cin- no, you're the Cinderella man. He doesn't know the song. He doesn't know the song. Christmas. 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 Okay. Okay. Stevie's like so much more musically talented. Oh, and actually, um, the night in the country. Okay, I don't want to call her night in the country girl. Can we give her a nickname? Not in the country. I've been waiting uh-huh. for you to do that this whole time. Okay. Um, I'm all about the face. Mouth rape. Let's call it mouth rape. <laughs> mouth rape. That's funny. No. <laughs> mouth rape. That's huh? funny. Uh, let's call her. Oh, let's. Oh, I'm gonna think call of a celebrity. Luscious. Think of a celebrity she looks Lush. like. No, no, no. no think of a celebrity she looks like or she resembles for mm. whatever reason, whether it be body type, face structure, hairstyle, whatever the fuck. Vagina Making feel. Good. Call a shower. Shower. Doesn't matter if she, she if her face shower. Shower. No, if her face shower. if her face resembles her, you can say you just no. call her Megan. No, we'll call her. No, shower. let's not say like that shower. name on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> we'll call her shower. We're gonna call her shower. Cool shower we first hooked up in the shower. That happened. Hey. That's cool. Solid point. <laughs> she informed me. She was like, "That is not what happened." And I was like, "Uh, what do you mean?" She's like, "You didn't just see me in the concert." And, and she's like, "I know that we've seen each other before, and I can get all that. Like that all makes sense." But we saw each other before that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, <laughs> I came over to your camp with my buddy Jordan. And you were wasted. Everyone was wasted at the camp. And it was right before the concert. And my shirt was buttoned all wrong because I was wasted when I put my button-up shirt on. And so it was all crooked. And she came over and she's like, I got to help you out. Because she's one of those like OCD type people. And she's like, oh my god, I got to fix it. And so she went over to fix it. And as she was fixing it, she wound up getting on her knees. And she was doing like the bottom line. You got hard. And I was like, I didn't get hard. But I was like, I'm going to get that. And all camp heard me say that. I said it nice and loud, like, I'm going to get that. (laughs) And she was like, popped up like, what? No, you're not. And straight dipped. That's what she remembers. And then I found her. But you got it. And then I found her later on. And then, yeah. I got it. Just like I said. Moral of the story is always be an asshole. (laughs) 
Because everyone else is follow your dreams because dreams come true. Dude, I, that's well, all no. I was doing. I was following If you my make dreams. outrageous claims, sometimes they come true. As long as you believe in what you're saying, if you it'll say, No, if you say something loud enough and often enough, people start to believe it. Boom. Case terror, in point. Terror, terror, terror. Case in point. Donald Trump. Terror, terror, terror. You believe it. That's so fucking funny. He's got to be. Say shit loud and say it often. That's there you so go. Fucking good. No, that, that, your Donald Trump was good too, but I was too focused on his terror, terror. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> all that happens. Girl that I was just talking about before. Well, what did I, what did I just? There's three different because there's Sparkle, the Sparkle, the Shower. You and didn't then give there's the other, the other one. You didn't give the nickname to the we'll other one. We'll call her a slut because she literally <laughs> fucked me after a day. Like, I, I, whoa, 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 whoa! We like sluts here at the Alcoholic Cast. Oh, yeah, That's we, true. I, that's for, true. Hey, a good no, no. Hey, Stevie, I want you to clear that up for our new listeners. So, new listeners, there's a difference between sluts and fuck girls. Okay, fuck girls, oh, someone who leads you on. Girl. Fuck girls, someone who leads <laughs> you, who leads you on, who tries to pretend that they like you and they want to do some shit, and then they they they're a bitch. Sluts will be honest about the promiscuity. They'll say, "Listen, I'm here to get some D. I want the D from the C." Uh, <laughs> they do like they do a lot of jokes about like fucking a lot. It's like yeah, this is who I am. I'm open about sex, and this is what I'm comfortable doing. Like there's like I'm not gonna be in a relationship with you. We talked about I'm not into relationships, yeah. but I do like having sex. I'm attracted to you, and that's what a slut will do. And sluts are fucking cool. They're usually really funny too, and they're fucking fun well, to hang out. They, 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 they know dick jokes. Fuck girls lie and they treat you like shit and they make you feel like, oh, you're the only... Same as a fuckboy. It's making the person in your life feel like they're the only one and you're going behind their back. And I did not do that. I did not make her feel like no, you did because like you were honest on the, the podcast and you made it... St- you stated that you have nine girls that are on your back and... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and so this is all coming to this conclusion. So then she God, finally your story arc is so good. I want to write a listens, book about it. <laughs> she listens to the last podcast. You're a hero to so many men. Out there. I broke it so off many with bald it. men. So, out there. <laughs> once night in the country happened, I broke it off with all the girls, and I picked the one I wanted, and it was the one from Night in the Country. And I have been slow and steady Shower. with her. I have not had any. Yeah, other... you won't shut the fuck up about her. It's really annoying. Yeah, she's tight. That's Shower is the one. What's up? I let this girl know, and I let her down softly. I was like, hey, um, I don't want to continue this because I know that I'm just going to wind up leading you on. I'm just going to wind up – I'm going to wind up making this a lot worse than it is right now. Right now, there are no feelings with us. We've had sex a couple times. We haven't really hung out too much. So me and you really aren't a thing. Like, yeah, we fucked and everything, but besides that, like, I don't really even know who you are. Like, you don't really know who I am. We haven't done any sort of talking or anything like that. It's been strictly physical. So – I'm, I told her, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore, essentially. And the premise was, and I will admit this, this was like my get out of jail free card because I knew that she knew about Sparkle. So I used Sparkle as my handicap and I was like, oh, Sparkle wants to like try and do it. So I did lie. I will admit that I did lie. And I was like, and I, cause I didn't know how else to let her down She's nicely. I didn't know. And then she listened to that podcast and she, she realized that. Sparkle wasn't the reason that I broke up or broke it off or whatever. And she sent me this. And she lights me fucking up. Okay. Use it. So instead of you being D2B, which is Dick 2 Bomb certified, which I am, third stripe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch is a liar. She's a fuck girl. She's already lying about my D2B. Anyways, it's, and then she goes, it should be more like DD certified for dirty dick. 
Yeah, dot, dot, dot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> She's, like, impressed by her own <laughs> insult. Like, DD, get it? It means dirty dick. <laughs> yeah, I said <laughs> I'm hilarious. Not Daredevil. Abby, I listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm an idiot for letting you fuck me without a condom. But you're an asshole and a womanizer. Banging multiple girls at once, all in the same day? Who the fuck does that? Stick your dick in one bitch <laughs> in the morning and then Straight another champs. in the evening? <laughs> all without protection? Again, I'm pretty far up there on the idiot scale for doing it with you without a condom and letting you talk me into it. Sidebar, didn't talk her into shit. Going back to it, I honestly thought you were cool people and you're not. You are a fuckboy. And this whole asshole persona you put on for your podcast and online is seeping into the real you. Whoever the fuck that is, clearly you just are an asshole all around. Not okay, just you for your show. You better hope and pray that you are clean. Because I'm getting tested. Bitch, and if I have something, <laughs> the shit is going to not fly. Don't bother <laughs> replying. Good luck through life and being such Don't a jerk. First of all, I didn't make you have sex with me. I ate your pussy, and that made you want to have sex with me without that condom. Sorry that I ate time your out. pussy Hold so well that right you out. wanted to fuck me Chris, without out. a condom. Chris, can I get a second? Can I get a second? Yeah, I'm sorry. Second? One second. You met her on Tinder, right? Met her on Tinder. What the fuck did you expect? <laughs> Why is she complaining? From a girl! That's from a girl! That, no, that's from a girl who met her boyfriend on Tinder. A girl who met her... She hit the lottery on Tinder, and yet she still acknowledges the fact that that doesn't happen often or ever. Okay? Do you think any of the girls I met on Tinder became a thing? No, dude, I did not. Sparkle, <laughs> guess what? Sparkle, Wait, I just want to say sidebar. Thank you for calling me the lottery, Adney. <laughs> you are the lottery. <laughs> he is, man. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> God damn it, man. Going down there. God damn it, man. I just got some cars, you know. I'm going there. Terrific fucking dick, man. I mean, you going down there right on him. Goddamn got song. Like, doing your tongue work and everything. Like, that. going down there. You're the best, man. Come on, man. Going down there. My job and shit. Got all that squirting gun and all that thing and... Come on, man. <laughs> and so she fucking lights me up. She tells me I'm a fuckboy. He does all that. And I'm just sitting here like, uh, you kind of knew what you were getting. Like, am I really that? Like, you kind of okay. knew what you were getting into when you let me get into you. You know what I'm like, saying? Seriously. <laughs> and the whole Shout like, oh, over. Oh, Chris, Chris, he's like, okay, so. <clears throat> she listened to the show before the sex, correct? Correct. Okay, so. So she kind of knew from the, from the show she could surmise that you were just about fucking. Uh, but did you talk to her at all? Was there any discussion word to word to her in person about intentions at all? No. You're not intentions. We did, we did meet up together. And when we did meet up together, it was for beers. And we talked mostly about sexual things. We talked a little bit about... Like, what she's dealing with, what I'm dealing with. She has a daughter. I have no kids. I have a job. But then it straight <laughs> it straight went to I sex. I got a job, man. <laughs> like, after, after that, it was all like that she wanted to talk about my other sexual experiences. And I would bring up my other... And then she would bring up her other sexual experience. Everything was sex. Yeah, Everything. just to be like, be clear to the audience, how many times has she gotten gangbanged? No, I don't, I don't... She didn't tell me. <laughs> At so least twice. So you're saying that it happened? At least twice. Well, let's like, just say that Chris's dick adds up to, like, three 
average dudes at once. So Chris yep. has a hawk. That's hard. Everyone, Chris is three Adneys. Everyone, Chris is three hogs. So she's basically got gangbang. Just Chris fucking. Her. Yeah, that that happened. Yeah, yeah with my a, mouth as well. Thing. So there was like four hogs. So yeah. You gave happened. her the squirt hey, technique, didn't you? Okay, I didn't give her the hey. full technique because I learned from that Courtney bitch that you can't bless them with the squirting technique. They on don't the deserve first it. Time. They don't most don't deserve that squirting technique. But I still am good at just eating. Stevie also got lucky. I just do the technique. Stevie got lucky when he did it to Dak. He got lucky that she wasn't just some stupid cunt. That's true. Yeah, he yeah, did get she lucky. Ah! <laughs> you are no, you're a cunt of average intelligence. I appreciate that. I'll take that. God, shut up, Dak. We're trying to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Always interrupting and shit. And so I take back those nice things I said. <laughs> So moral, moral of the story was what do I always say? I always moral say, of the story, bro. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to come back to a conclusion. Gotta come back, huh? Gotta come back. That was the worst fucking butt ever. <laughs> Play on words, man. It was a moral of the story, bro. Uh, moral of the story is that I want a girl. Like, that's what I'm seeking. Even oh, though, you fag. Even though I'm oh, that's banging. That's fine. I want a woman. Like, I want a chick. That's what I realized. After banging all these girls, after going through this whole entire process. You need Kevin Lomax to be a I realized <laughs> that I, I just want, I want a Dak. Like, I want a, a, a chick you that's a down. Like, you realize Dak was Luke Skywalker's co-pilot in Empire Strikes Back. Right? <laughs> Nobody else recognized that. <laughs> hey, you're the only one, bro. <laughs> No one gets this Just like you do, Dak. Now, going to the me and shower relationship, we're fucking money together. Uh, I would like to do some activities with her. That was the thing with Sparkle that really got me over the edge, is that she would plan dates for us instead of me planning dates for us. That was really cool. That Dude, was that's something number that was one. different. Dude, that's so fucking awesome when the girl is like, I want to do a mind, thing. I don't mind. And I'm bringing you with. Exactly. I want to bring you with. I planned the thing for once, not just relying on you to do all the fucking everything. We all know that I love yeah, I'm girls. busy all the time. I I have I'm a very busy exactly. guy. I don't have time to plan, to plan dates because I'm constantly plan. planning console like backup plans for if my friends go evil and how to defeat them. Adney, I'm doing all day long. Oh my god, this is so funny. I need to know. Hold on, I need if to clarify. If you get brainwashed, Chris, I have to have a plan on how to defeat You're you. You're right. I have to clarify that. Uh, shower isn't fat. She's just curvy. We all know that I love curvy girls. Like that's she's just curvy girl. She's your no. your specific body type. Exactly. If you were to guess, just guess one thing that she would want you mm. to work on. What do you think it would be? My hair. No. I was about, about to say. Player, I was about to say besides the hair. Um, I was gonna say the hair too, but Chris said it before I could. I feel like it would be. Uh, being quote unquote more country because she's super into the country atmosphere. She's super into that type of culture, the cowboy boots. I think that she's, would be it. She always wears boots and all that stuff. So I think me being a I little bit more of like should, a ranch. I think man. you should do like a little, uh, like a little uh, date night kind of thing where you play it up. You play that character mm. and you dress up. You do everything. So it's kind of like, like, a, like if you, like if you were to go to her house and she was in all lingerie and looking like perfect, like. Basically, you do that. That could be you, yeah, the opposite. But it's you playing that country ass character. Maybe you play her favorite songs, whatever the fuck it is, and you, you know, go. That was something that we actually talked about. Because you come to me, you want to get country, right? If you want to get serious fucking country, you come to me. We're going to my house. But the problem is, you had to get a little bit more country. Like if a girl, like say, like if a girl, I don't think she wants what you're talking about. She doesn't want that Hank Williams Jr. She she wants. 
pop country. Fucking old Dominion and fucking. She wants that Luke Bryan ass shake. Gotta shake your shit. Or no, I can't. Yeah, like I a can't. corn rain if makes that's what corn. She likes, then that's corn what, makes whiskey. But if that's what she likes, then that's what she likes. Okay, I, I'm not gonna hate on her just because she doesn't like the same fucking vein of music. Yeah, but I we like. can't because we're not fucking her. Right. <laughs> and I actually I'm have not no, in the shower with her, bro. I'm <laughs> all about shower right now. I literally broke it off with everyone else. Like the conclusion of the dating corner is I can't date multiple women at a time because I get too attached because I love no, women. No, the conclusion is Chris went from no dates to nine dates. <laughs> and he's juggling and he's like, I can't juggle any longer. I actually got a thing for the thing. Right on! Woohoo! Addy's coming in hot with some wine! Not too hot. We don't have we don't have time for this, Addy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a thing. Dadney has a thing. Right um, on! About time! Mister. No, like, I don't do dating apps. No. I'm too cool! No, here's the thing. Is like, like I told you, is like I've been like actively fucking oh. every woman that he knows. <laughs> he's just fucking all the chicks he knows. I, he's been actively Batmaning it, right? Now. I've been actively avoiding going on any dates or dating anyone because, like I said, I've been planning contingency plans for when my friends go evil, <laughs> I can defeat them. It's so <laughs> I fucking mean, because it fits his arc so, so fucking funny. I don't know why that's weird and why that's funny. I mean, that's all you out there. You've gotten it to at least one big fight with a really close friend. Don't you wish you would have had a contingency plan? Yeah, had to defeat them? For sure. Yeah. I got all of them. <laughs> Every single one of my friends. Even is it going to make us enemies or Even is it going to make us friends? Addy's going to break my guitar and make me cry and then he's going to take over. Take the, the house over. Here's the thing. What, are you just going to completely now, here's break the thing. The Stevie, I know Stevie. I know the way he I'm thinks. I'm the easiest one to, no, to defeat. Shut up. No, shut up. I know the way he thinks. I know who he is. His greatest weakness isn't my size or experience advantage. It's that deep down, he's genuinely a good person. And I'm not. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a Batman quote. Because <laughs> that's a lot. I got you again! <laughs> I could do this the rest of my life. You guys never know. I thought it was a real cousin. Like, hey, I, I get a- off of Batman and get to the dating corner, you I piece of shit. Person. Anyways, uh, yeah, like actively avoiding anything rev- involving dating. Like, no, obviously. Which was surprising. Obviously, me. none of the dating apps or sites. Uh, when I'm on social media, I avoid flirting. Um,. When we go out, I have that brief moment of maybe I could. Nah, fuck that. No, not gonna. No, I don't feel like it's it. It's like you're actively seeking out your left hand. You're just like, oh, this left hand is too much. I don't even jack off that much. Like, oh, what? I jack off twice a day. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> we, should, we just high five, but we should probably wash these hands. <laughs> it's okay. We just gotta. Like I said, like I don't. I haven't like I haven't felt. I haven't met like. Sometimes, sometimes like I haven't felt motivated to try, and when I do meet a new girl, it's like I don't feel motivated to try with you because you were fucking. Wow, you're really sidebar. Gonna, you're I do feel motivated to try with shower. Got I gotta say it. I do. I just I just want her to kind of like her to make dates. That'd be cool. You know. Besides that, and like, solid. Solid. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. But um, just hanging out, just you know, by myself a lot of the time. I enjoy my own company. I know. Mostly. <laughs> so do I. Sometimes Stevie Addy like enjoys st- his own company more than when I'm hanging out with him. <laughs> that's, that's me making it sound weird. Uh, anyways, um, the podcast, if you've uh, been listening for a while, you might remember a girl named Susie. I talked about it a few times. Well, um, Susie's tight. We had a falling out. 
a while ago. We said I'd just be friends, and then uh, just like the other, you know, like a while ago, she invited me. She's like, "Hey, me and a bunch of friends are gonna go float the river. Um, you should you should come with a bunch of your friends." And I was like, "Yeah, fuck around. I want to do things on my day off." But Adney has no friends because he made contingency plans to destroy us. <laughs> <laughs> and so, to, yeah, no, to be to hang out because everyone knows Adney's trying to kill him oh, secretly. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Like everyone found money. out because somebody hacked the Dadney computer <laughs> and they found out all my plans. They're like, we can't really that trust you. That law's being destroyed by who? By me. <laughs> <laughs> How can we trust you to be part of the group chat if we know you're plotting against it? Like, what I did was necessary. <laughs> we all have to be prepared. If you guys... You know what Joel's like up. in real life? Somebody has to defeat him. If you are prepared to plan the same thing against me, well then, I know I don't belong here. And I'm leaving. And then I left. Because like Stevie said, no one else is preparing for when Joel goes on his coke rampages. I'm the only one that has to face him and fight him. Time and time, time again! I'm gonna be doing the coke with Joel! Fuck you! Yeah, but you're so gonna take on the both of you! You didn't even know! know. Well, I gave you plans! Well, then I. Well, that's the thing. I already have a plan to defeat you and to with Joel. Joel. So now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna come by. <laughs> that's the whole thing, is I'm planning for every hey, scenario. At least you don't throw watches out of windows, bro. Sorry, uh-huh. I'm being more Batman. Uh-huh. I'm practicing what I preach. I need to be more Chris. Batman. You're right. Smith. Oh, sorry. I'm just over here, you know, having sex with bitches. No <laughs> <laughs> I'm here planning for anything Practicing and everything. Practicing what I preach. Right. Just Let's see who's more prepared. Here's what's fucked up is I asked the guys and either they couldn't go or they didn't want to go, whatever. None of you fucking cunts could come with me. Uh, mysteriously, none of her friends could go either. Oh, kind of sounds like she batman you! Oh <laughs> my fuck. No. Here's the thing. I think she Talia Al Gould me. Maybe if you guys read a comic like I, told I know you, about Talia Al Gould, you would understand what that means. And uh, me and like me and Sue ended up being just being me and Susan. We actually went. We flooded the river, and it was a fu- It was just a hell of a lot of fun. Right on. And uh, like you know, had our rafts and like did our thing, just just hanging out like the whole fucking time no, going down. Cool, dude. The fucking know. river was shallow as fuck, so I like I hit the rock and I walk back a couple of times. Like you have to like when like you have to like look ahead, like oh a rock's coming, and then you have to like get up, arch your back yeah. a little bit, and then you're fine. But like if you're not if you're going backwards and you're drinking a lot like I was, and you're just bullshitting talking about you know if I were to make a movie, here's what <laughs> I would do. <laughs> Boom, you ate shit. Yeah, that's exactly how it Because you didn't have a contingency plan for the river, Adney. What's up? What? I the thought river you fucked you up, dude. The river fucked you. I still beat the river. <laughs> the river got a couple licks in, but who won? <laughs> the doctor, as always. But uh, we just, you know, we just had, like, and that's the thing. is like the whole thing was, like, her invited me. She brought, like, a bunch of fucking, she brought sandwiches, snacks, booze. That's awesome. This uh, bag she of wine it. that I've been Did trying bang, to finish. Did she bang batloni sandwiches, Adney? <laughs> Funny enough, she did not cut them <laughs> in the shape of Adney symbols, which I have. Which is yet- a fucking giant dick bologna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the end of it all, you had a great time. Had an amazing time. That sh- basically, she took me out on a date, and it was fucking amazing. Had a fucking great time, and then like what we were planning on actually like we went back to her house. And we were planning on seeing Ghostbusters at the drive-in. Oh, I was like, because like we were like, oh, this movie is like, I, like, I want to see Ghostbusters. And she was like, okay, well, these movies, this playing, this movie. I was like, she was naming off all the movies. Like, no, I want to see Ghostbusters because I really do want to see the movie. I still haven't fucking seen it. And she's like, okay, I want to see it. And I was like, well, we're going to fucking see it. 
And uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Well, like in your in your brain. You say but it, you know, sometimes you get distracted. You're a little drunk from the river. You end up having sex. <laughs> <laughs> better than Ghostbusters. Burying the lead at Guaranteed it. Guaranteed better than Ghostbusters. <laughs> I mean, but it's yet to be known. We'll see. But I bet you it was better I mean, than Ghostbusters. You would probably pick sex over Civil War too. So I mean. I actually watched the war, and I was like, "Oh, it's a pretty good movie." Yeah, it's an amazing <laughs> movie, but still, it's sex. So, I mean, I mean, come on. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> great fucking sex as usual. Both had a great time, all that stuff. But what I was like, we, I, but the like, thing is, you can still make the movie after sex. Problem is, she started giving me a really, really good back massage, and so I, I like, I was like into it so bad that I passed out, and she couldn't wake me up, so we missed the movie. Damn, you passed out <laughs> that deep, son. Dude, like, come on. She's that good at massages. Like, you should start paying her at that point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> dude, getting rubbed down. Fuck. Wait, dude. she got oils on there too, or is just regular? Think about it. No, just rubbed down fingertips. No, and then no, after like no. the lake, or after a river trip, you know, you get shut up. No, yeah, exactly. Like it, it, there was lotion involved in the back. Think about that whole thing. Yeah. In the sun. A girl invites you out I to float it. the river. Totally you guys have an amazing time. She brings fucking fuck snacks. Sandwiches, Chris. <laughs> I know. I, she's remember- too- I can't even eat the sandwiches. <laughs> and you're having fun just fucking, and you're getting drunk the whole time. Then you get back, and you're already fucking drunk. Then you have some fun sex, and you get a fucking great deep tissue back massage. I mean, come on. You're going to pass. Yeah, I'd Like, even that. just a day at the river makes you want to pass yeah, out. Yeah, no, seriously. No doubt. So, right. yeah, I right. fucking fell asleep, and then we woke up. It was like fucking 12, and I was like, ah, we missed the movie. Here's the thing, though. Like, the next morning, we had sex again. Oh, you slept over. Yeah. Come on. I, pa- I can tell you, I passed the fuck I- out. I figured you passed out at, like, 5. You woke up at, like, 8, and then, Woke like- up, and then, like, she was telling me how, like, how she has, like, because she has, like, subscriptions to all these channels, so, like, so she let me watch some boxing on oh, TV. Oh, I actually, what I watched was actually uh, I talked about this fight just like two weeks ago. It was uh, Julio Cesar Chavez versus uh, Greg Haugen. I was like, oh my god, that's on there! What? I was like watching it. And Jesus, like, you just had a boner the whole fucking time. Like, come on, like how? What more could she have done to make it any fucking better? She brought sandwiches. She took you to the fucking river. You floated. You drank. She gave you a massage. You passed out. You woke up and then you have to watch boxing? Does it get any better? Like, Jesus. Like, and that's the thing is, and like, that whole thing, that all happened. And then... That like, happened. It was a real story. That really happened. Like, don't worry about it. Don't look into it. Don't ask her. But <laughs> And what's funny is like a while ago, she, she told me that she's like, hey, I may have accidentally started listening to the podcast again she quit listening well yeah oh no we had, dude, the, uh we had that falling the out in between girl definitely stopped listening that's the thing is like she like because we had that falling out because of what she did and um and because i keep making jokes at the end and of she was episode. yeah you can't make it and then also she was really really worried that i was gonna say something bad about her on the show i told like look I, i'm not going to say anything bad about it. I was like look, look look listen to me like I, I have a lot of respect for you as a person. I'm not going to say your real name, first of all, <laughs> and I'm not going to fucking say anything bad about you because you, like, you did a thing and I kind of just that, – that, that fucked it up what you did. But I'm not – but you weren't this 
fucking drain on who I was. You're not a drain on the per- on the person I'm I am. I'm not gonna do the a bonus, bonus episode Sparkle about you. Was in that same vein. She was like, oh, I don't really know if I'm gonna listen. I think you're gonna like talk shit about me. And I was like, uh, everything was kind of my fault on how everything went down. Like, why would I have like really anything bad? Yeah, to and like she that? asked me, I was like, and I told her all those things, and she was like, okay, and then. She's like, when she started listening again, and she was like, and then she ended up thanking me, like, thank you for not saying anything bad. Thank you for not saying my real name. Thank you for not, like, talking shit. I was like, well, yeah, why would I? I wouldn't talk shit about you. I was like, don't you remember, like, my ex, I didn't just talk Seriously. about how horrible she was. I just, I told stories of things she did. She created her own narrative. I just told stories of what she did. I'm like, you messed up that one Time, That's what it, it is with all of us. You know what I mean? they, they all kind of create their own narrative. I'm just going to tell you it from my perspective. Now, my perspective, our perspective might be a little jaded, and their perspective might have a little bit to input, but it's still honest. It's our honest, like, we are all being honest here. This is our platform to be honest. So, by all means, I agree with you, man. Yeah, and like I told her, I was like, I was like, I've, I've, like I said, you know, respect you, and I think, and she's still a fucking awesome fucking person. She's one of like the biggest fucking Game of Thrones fans I know, so that's always fun to talk about. It is too. <laughs> She's tight, dude. I dig her. We're gonna do something a little bit different for the sex topic this week. It's something that kind of puts us in a bad light. Um, it's not that different. It's still sex. It's still sex. Yeah, I agree. It's still sex. Yes, but it's something instead that put- of peacocking. Nah, <laughs> it's something that puts us in a different light. Everybody has had hiccups in their relationship. Whether you were cheated on. I've made no secret of the fact that I was a horrible boyfriend in the past. And I did a real, lot of really bad things. Um, whether you were cheated on or you cheated on someone. My main reason for this topic was cheating is the juice worth the squeeze. Was it worth it for you to do something that I, that is as horrible as cheating? But Chris, being the the lovely golden dick that he is, he did. He's never cheated. I have cheated. Okay, the only reason that I've never cheated, I just want to say, is because I've only had four relationships. I'm 26, man. I've had four fucking relationships in my entire fucking life, and one of them was my high school sweetheart that I was with for two and a half fucking years. So I really don't even really consider that. Yeah. Like, well, I've been in just about the same number. That's, I've been that in, hasn't I've stopped been in three, me from being a piece of shit. I've been in three serious. Maybe I just haven't had the opportunity to be a piece of shit until now. Because I, I, like, if I was in the same situation that I am in right now and I was having a girlfriend, I would totally have probably been that guy. But I wasn't in the same shoes that I am in now. So, Cheat! You gotta fucking cheat! You gotta fucking cheat! You gotta fucking cheat! Cheat, 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 Sometimes you gotta fucking cheat. You cheat, you cheat, you cheat. You fucking, you fucking, fuck, fucking cheat. Chris, uh, I want to go first. Yeah, you have to. Just because I don't consider mine a true cheating story. No, because you're a baby back bitch. Dude, I'm just not. I just, I always had this little I'm kidding. Thing. I mean, I mean that in like the best possible way. I'm just saying, in the back of my brain, one. every time I wanted to cheat, I was like, then I'm just going to get cheated on. Shut like, up, I no, wasn't Chris. even talking about my current girlfriend that she you was going to cheat on me. I was just saying, really. like, in the no, future, no, no, no. I'm going to get cheated on. I'm trying to say something good about him. Because <laughs> it's always all about him. Ah, shut the fuck up. I don't even want to hear that. It's always all about you and you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What I meant was the fact, like, when I first said it was like, you're the only one who hasn't gone off the fucking deep end yet. Way too shitty side. It's not a. It's not a good thing. This is not a good. Side. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I am so not a proud. I'm really ashamed of the story I'm gonna tell, and I, I'm, 
have I'm proud of the fact that you haven't gone to that point. I I really haven't. Like, why would I lie about this after yeah. all the shit that I that have you're confessed, honest about? Like, yeah. there's no reason for me to lie about this. So here's mine. Tell your um, story. Mine is gonna be about she didn't cheat on me. And I didn't cheat on her. Her, but we were in a relationship, and I felt cheated on through her actions. So I was living in Vegas. I'm not exactly, I can't remember exactly how I met this girl. It you, was through a friend of Vegas? a friend. I didn't even know this about I lived you. in Vegas for about a year and a half when I first went to art school. And so I somehow met this girl when I came back up here to visit. I can't remember exactly how I met her, but it was through a friend of a friend. And we met up and throughout the weeks, because I was here for like two or three weeks that I was here, we hung out the whole time. And then eventually we had sex, but it wasn't like... Uh, we hung out night one, night two, we were having sex. It was a gradual progression. Like, this was in my beginning stages. So I was getting to know her. She got to know me. Everything was cool. She was underage. I was. We were both, I think we were both about 20. I, I, I might have been, I, she might have been like 19 and I might have been 20, but whatever. We were underage. We were all under 21. So we're in Vegas. And she comes down to me. I live in Vegas at this point. She drives down to Vegas after I had already gone up and visited for whatever it might have been. Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. It was some stupid vacation. And she comes back down to me because we hit it off, right? And so she comes down to me. Everything's cool. We just kind of hang out. Nothing really happens. I mean, we bang once, maybe. And then she goes back. And then I come back up here. So there's this whole progression of her coming down to see me, me coming up here to see her. Her coming down to see me, me coming up to see her. And this all happened within this year. And so it's been like a year or so. And then she comes back down to see me. And she gets a hotel room. And so we're in a hotel room. And we're banging out. We're banging on the mirror. We're banging on the fucking couch we're banging on everything she got a sweet it was fucking sweet all that good stuff <laughs> and but what happened was is as she is down here with me and we're having this great time we're in a hotel room we're not even in my fucking house or whatever in vegas so that was cool one of my really really good friends who is a female hits me up and she's like hey i got something to tell you about your girlfriend and i was like what the fuck do you mean like she's right here and she's like you know what never mind and i was like what do you mean never oh, mind shit. And she was like i'm gonna wait until you guys aren't together. And I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like, Dude, that's such a fucking... Like, that's a dumb person. It's such a girl thing Who wants do. this drama to be built up, and she wants you to ask and beg for the, for the answer. Okay, after... She wants, dude, that's somebody who loves reality TV. I can agree with that, but I could also... Dig all I you can, want, Dak. I can also see her point, and because I was having don't a bring great it up. time. I was having a great time. Don't bring it up. She if you're not going to say anything, don't bring it she up. She didn't know. She didn't know. She was like, hey, uh, where's your girlfriend? And I was like, oh, she's sitting right next to me. And she's like, oh, never mind. And then I went off on the conclusion, like, what do you mean, never mind? Why would you hit me up asking me about my girlfriend if there wasn't anything to say about her and all this stuff? And so I didn't really think anything of it. I just was like, oh, whatever. No big deal. Okay, well, then my girlfriend goes home. And so we've been dating for about six months at this point, and it's a long-distance relationship. I'm in Vegas. She's in fucking Reno. It's a long-distance fucking relationship. And so this girl texts me back, and she's my best friend. She was my best friend when I was up in Reno. Yes, we banged, but we were still best friends. Like, even though we banged, like some there's there's some people that you can bang, and you guys still maintain. Dude, I that get that. Like, with. there's a bunch of girls that I'm friends with now that I did have sex with. We're becoming good friends. Yeah, like, just really good friends. It's the girls that I 
for some reason, the girls that like there's a, a thing there, and then you end up not having sex. It's an awkwardness, yeah. And then you can never be friends after that. It's what it's really weird because there's Com- just sex is there's, comfortability. There's, there's no weird, friends before shut, the like, sex. There's just weird perception in society that sex makes everything weird and sex makes everything awkward. It's like no, being cock teased is what makes everything weird and awkward. Like there are like I can name a girl that I was really really close friends with. Like we were really good friends we talked like all the time and then we got to the point to where sex was like about to happen and then she like we were doing things in bed and she stopped me and like this weird so just whole thing happened and we'd never been able to talk the same ever again since well, we'll meanwhile talk i can name a dozen girls who i did sleep with and then afterwards we're like just fucking great friends and we could just talk about non-sex things just be like oh yeah blah blah and just be buds yeah, yeah. it's fucking stupid so she hits me up, and she's like, hey, there's something I need to tell you about your new girlfriend. And I was like, what? And she was like, she's a porn star. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Whoa, she's a porn star. And she's like, no, no, no. She's what? like, I, I overreacted. I just really wanted to tell you, like, I really wanted to tell you what happened. She's not a porn star. She hasn't actually been in porn, but... I was going to say your money. She's like a Playboy star. She's like a, a magazine star. She's somebody that takes off her pic, or takes off her clothes, gets pictures taken of her, but it, it's not a video. But so like so she had a really hard time explaining it because she didn't know how to explain it to me because she wanted she to found say, a guy who has a camera that he bought and he took naked pictures of her. Pretty much. She's like she has naked pictures. And she pictures. posted them on fucking Reddit and got a bunch of likes. Or and Tumblr. She was like, they're online and I was like what do you mean they're online? And she was like like they're at a site where I didn't know they were at. Oh, and shit, my you friend, sent this picture to me. My, <gasps> yeah. I remember yeah. this. Oh, my God. My friend came to me, told me about the site, and then he showed me Was pictures. she making money? Yes. And then he showed me pictures of her, and then I realized who that was, and so I had to hit you up. And I was like, link, 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 link. Give me the link. Give me the link. I do not believe you. You have to give me the link. I do not believe you. And she was like, are you sure? And I was like, you're so full of shit. I do not believe you. And she's like, okay, dude. And then she posted the link. Click on the link. Boom. Pictures of my girlfriend in a fucking park taking nude-ass fucking pictures in plain daylight. Like, so plain daylight that there's an old man behind her who's like... Trying to glance at her, but he doesn't want to look like he's glancing at her. But because of how fast pictures are taken, it caught him glancing at her as she's doing like a cute pose or whatever. But he's blurry in the background, so it's like, so you can already tell it's like, okay, so you did this in a public place, you did this with an amateur photographer, and you probably did it for a minimum amount of money. So, what's the goal? What's like, I don't understand. Yeah, well, what's so, like the gross money that you what I got was my one of my best friends telling me that my. My girlfriend is on a fucking porn site and that multiple people have jacked off to her. That's what I got from my friend. She was like, yo, these dudes are coming up to me telling me they're jacking off. And then I looked at the fucking link that they're jacking off to and I happened to realize it's your fucking girlfriend. So I had to fucking tell you. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for telling me. And so I addressed it to my girlfriend. And I was like, what the fuck? Like... No, like, hey, can we talk? No, like, hey, like, hitting her up on the phone, like, hey, how are you doing? Anything like that? No, 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 no. As soon as I saw those pictures, I just sent her the link. I didn't do anything else. All I did is that's like, text kind of, her. That's kind of money that you just sent her the link. I like that. And then she calls me. No game. And then she calls me. And then she calls me. 
I don't answer any of her fucking phone calls. I'm so mad. I'm so enraged that I know if I talk to her at this point, I'm gonna say something fucking stupid. I'm gonna wind up. I'm gonna wind up being the bad guy when really she's the fucking bad guy. So I don't do shit for the first day. Suppose she has a penis. <laughs> the next day she calls me. I finally answer it, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So, did this happen while we were together? Was this something that you're like, are you still doing this? Like, are you still posing? Are you getting paid? Like, I had a million fucking questions for her. But the main question was, did you do this while we were together? And why? I wanted to know why if you did. And she said, no, did not happen while we were together. But yes, I did do this because I needed the money. And so, back to my original statement where I don't really know if this is considered cheating, but... It made me so... Not trustworthy. You didn't trust her anymore. The trust went so far out the window that I had to break it off with her. We're already in a long-distance relationship. And then yeah, you I didn't mean, like, tell first me off, about this? Like, like, how long were you dating her? Um, at this point, it had probably been like a year. She should have said Bullshit. If she would have done that before you were dating, it would have come to surface when you first started seeing her. A year later, dude, it, it was recent. So like, she tried to say that it wasn't during our relationship. I she tried she to say that it was beforehand and all this stuff. Because she wanted to keep you around. That's not technically cheating, but what that does is that creates this air of... It's like I'm, a, it's ready like to use, I'm ready to use my sexuality to get something that I want. If that does, that doesn't, that doesn't, There's no real line there, and so... That's okay to do, but when you're in a relationship and you're, you're keeping it a secret, that opens up so many possibilities of, well, maybe she's fucking doing cr- cheating on me in order to get something that she wants. That's what that thought opens up, and that opens up a feeling of, of not just not being safe. You don't feel safe being with this girl because you feel you're going to be betrayed, and that's really bad, and that's really awful, man. It is. It was a bummer, dude. It crushed me because, like, I was honestly thinking that this was the girl. Like, we were already together for a year. Everything had been solid. And then I get this fucking hey, text Steve, message. Hey, Stevie, do me a favor and chase off that cricket. Yeah, one more go time. get those crickets. <laughs> go yell at them. <laughs> fucking cockroaches! Shh, shh, shh. Listen, listen. Listen, listen for it. Oh, it's gone. Motherfucker, he's not yelling at the, at the other one anymore. What a fag. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> you can totally you, you can hear it in the fucking headphones. Oh man, this is looking funny. He's slamming a shovel against the ground. Oh my look at Alaria. Alaria's so inquisitive about what the noise is. Oh my god, look at her. She's like, what is that? <laughs> you can't edit that out. Don't that was, edit that out. That was adorable, dude. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so that's my little cheating story. No, I don't think she actually... I, I don't... Like, it's taking pictures cheating. It's, it's an awkward like, one. It's an uh, awkward one. It's, That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so uh, taking... Okay, here's the thing. It's difficult. It's difficult. Like, okay, it's, look, listen. It's like, did if, you really need the money? And if you did, then why didn't you just tell Chris, me? Chris, if you're, if you're dating somebody and that somebody is sending nudes to another person... Like another, I'd be mad. Another one person specifically. That, I feel like that's cheating. But it wasn't to a specific but she's person. Six but billion people. Yeah, she's correct. And so doesn't that make it a little bit? Yeah, better? It's, it's not about I want to fuck this other person. It's about I'm trying to make money. It's not a singularity. Yeah, my no, that's what I want. So I don't think there's any like 
real malice, not not as much betrayal, but right. it's still bad, and it's still like this is something we, I feel we should talk about. I it really is like you can't just do that. Yeah, it's weird. if you're already with somebody, because like I said before, when you decide to be in a relationship with somebody, you're giving them your word that all your sexual energy is going to be put towards them, and for her to like take these fucking nude all these new pictures and like make money off I feel like that should be a discussion cause if she's with you and this is serious but if she sh- that should be with you that's what that's where like, this is where the line gets the fucking grayest you can't really call it cheating but you can definitely say this is fucked up and this is fucking wrong and you should have fucking talked to me like about all she had to do is talk to me about it uh so I'll go next um <clears throat> my story like I said earlier, it's was it worth it? Um, this story that I'm gonna tell, it's kind, it was kind of worth it because I was actually cheated on by her with one of my best friends, who we talk about all the time on the podcast. Oh shit! I actually, I actually cheated first, but it wasn't with her friend or anybody she fucking knew. I was 16 years old. Um, I have a cousin of mine that is that was a stripper at this time. Uh, she, I would do drugs. I was a fucking very, very bad drug addict at 16. So I would constantly do drugs with her and her friends, her stripper friends. They're 19, 20, 23, 24. And I'm 16 doing drugs with all these people. Uh, she had this one friend specifically, uh, we're going to call her Harley. She's obsessed with Harley Quinn. Uh, I just want to say real quick. She did have this other friend that she worked with who obviously I'm not going to say her name or her stripper name. I knew both, but she was the most one of the most amazing people I've ever met. She was so nice, and like outside of work, like I met her outside of her job, and she was one of the nicest people I've ever met. And then I told her, I was like, "Hey, I know you from this," and she was like, "Oh my god!" And she was still just a fucking sweetheart. So if you have any preconceived notions of how strippers are like or who they are as people, I really think you should take a fucking second. And meet him because one of the nicest people I've ever fucking met was a stripper, and she also gave me the best lap dance I've ever had in my life. Yeah, and I, I'm actually good friends with a stripper who is a sweetheart. She's the Holy Grail. Inside. Really? <laughs> hey, Dak, apparently he found uh, the Holy Grail. Oh, I, I already know about it. She, she knows, I already she, know about she, it. <laughs> Basically, my cousin had this beautiful girl. She was 19, I was 16, I was just infatuated with her. Extremely beautiful. She's a stripper, so the what sex are we appeal. Her again? We're gonna call her Harley. 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 So Harley rev your was Harley like this sex appeal. Like she knew the fact that she was, you know, attractive. She knew highly yeah, well. That was her job. Fake tits, clip piercing, nipple piercing, all that shit. I remember this broad. Uh, I was just head over heels thinking she's absolutely fucking gorgeous. Uh. Didn't think anything of it. Didn't think anything would ever come of it. I got a lap dance from her, all that stuff at the strip club. Then one night, randomly, while I was in a relationship, uh, my cousin lived across the street. I would make her dinner. All the, I would come over there. I would just cook food. This is before I got into culinary school. I would always just make food. And so I made her some fucking, uh, this one thing I used to make all the time, chicken pasta. Constantly. That was like my oh, main man. go-to. I had her and her it stripper was. friends. Oh, you guys want some food? I'll make some fucking food. <laughs> like, that was my in like, all the time. Girl, girls were, chicken pasta. Dude, girls were so impressed by the most basic thing. <laughs> I wish that was still and happening. Not, and I'm so happy that he got into that summer because that's what made him who he is. It made him his career is fucking around like, hey, I want to cook stuff like grandpa. And, 
Yeah, my it grandpa got a lot made of us laid and made him. <laughs> my grandpa's the reason I started chicken possible was it just like uh, like and look at him now, dude, he's fucking brilliant at it. Like it started at a young age. Now he's fucking a genius. It's retarded. So I basically went over there. I made him food. My cousin went goes to sleep. Then there's a couch and it's just uh, myself and Harley. There's a couch <laughs> and just me and that couch. Harley's. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm laying down. <laughs> I'm laying down and Harley's like. <laughs> I'm laying down. Harley's a little bit sexual. She's a little bit of a freak, and she goes, "A little bit sexual." I'm gonna. She goes, "I'm gonna put on some porn," and I was like, "Okay." I'm no, you're not. Sexual? Yeah, right. I'm gonna put She's on some porn. She's a little bit sexual. Like her opening line is, "So I have an account to Naughty America." <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, Fuck Netflix. No. We're going straight to porn. Donkey listen, porn. listen. She puts on the most brutal S and M porn I've ever I've seen in my life. Juana. Like. No, I'm dead serious. She puts on like giant fucking dildos, like leather and all this crazy shit. Maybe that's why I like fucking like getting hit or like fucking abusing. Like maybe. yeah, but you don't like taking hey, giant hey, man. dildos hey, dude, and hey, ramming in your but girlfriend. I'm saying this could Chris, uh, studies have shown that early um, exposure to certain sexual acts can absolutely influence your future sexual acts or dampen interest, or... influence your future. Sexual, interest. but I'm 16. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I actually know and a she couple goes, of personal stories, which I will never talk about on this podcast. Whatever, you're a piece of shit. Listen, so she puts on this fucking crazy ass porn, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? I don't really get it. I don't understand." I'm 16 at the time, and we're laying on the couch. She lays down on the couch, but she puts her head on the opposite way. So we're laying head to feet, and mm, 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 mm. I'm like, <laughs> like I said. I'm 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 skin on skin with this girl, and I've never been skin on skin with her. And I've been infatuated skin on with skin. her. That means you're the hard. only time I was skin on skin. The only time I was skin on skin is when we were at the strip club and she gave me a lap. And you know what we talk about? If it wasn't skin, we wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Tell, tell. But it was my but first it time skin, so you better tell. It was my first time like being anything outside of the strip club with her, and. <laughs> we're laying down she's making living she's, the dream she's having a good time <laughs> watching this porn with me watching like she's corrupting me a little bit he's coming in his pants uh I, I'm fully hard but I start like rubbing her leg and she keeps she pushes my hand away and I'm like why right. I don't listen cause he's 13 at the time I don't give a shit you put on a porno she starts I start rubbing her down she's, hey man pedophiles have their ways don't <laughs> judge her so she pushes my hand away and then you know, we're watching porn. She's, she's like, rubs her legs on my legs. And so I try again. And I start rubbing her leg. And she pushes my hand away. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, it, am I being teased? Is this being let on? Like, is she being a stripper right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so. Sorry. <laughs> is she come to find out. Right come hey, to find hey, out. Stop bringing your home. <laughs> stop bringing your fucking whole ass home. You know, or whole, stop bringing your home. I totally fucked that up. Stop bringing your work home with you. Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, I'm wine drunk. I'm wine drunk. Come to find out, she says to, she says to me, I have a boyfriend, and I'm like, oh, okay. oh whatever. Well, what a fuck. So she has a boyfriend. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm like, I have a girlfriend too. So you're right. Maybe we're just. Maybe you. Maybe you're right. <laughs> um, <What>? but. <laughs> Not Again, shit. like she pushed my leg, but she starts rubbing on me as the porn continues. She starts rubbing on me with my leg. So, finally, she starts grabbing on my legs. She's rubbing on me, and I she's rubbing on me. So I try to rub on her back. She pushes my hand away again. 
she's starting to take control. No, bitch. As soon as that's the third you time, listen I to the story. As soon as that third time happens, I sit there, I rub one off, and I leave. No. So <laughs> I'm rubbing her down. Say I'm up. trying to Is rub that her what down. You do with Courtney? Yeah, I fucking wish. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? I'm confused. We, you know, she stated that she has a boyfriend. I stated that I have a girlfriend. And no, she eventually... you're entering the realm of like awkwardness. Exactly. But then she gets up on me, starts straddling me, and starts making out with me. Man. Then I'm like, sweet. And I try to grab her tits, and she pushes my hand away. What the fuck are you talking Listen. about? Then she starts rubbing on me. How Again, much build up are you going to She's give being me? controlling, she's being dominant. Then <laughs> she starts undoing my fucking pants. I try fingering her, try rubbing on her. She pushes my hand away again. And she goes, no, I want to please you. And then she, she gives me one of the best blowjobs. I don't remember now because I was 16. I, there, was, there was no scale. If there was a blowjob scale, there was none then. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the beast of then. Of at course, that young it wasn't age, created. Pro- at that young of an age, you probably would have given it a 23 Oh, you were giving it a 25, Adam. Because, no, <laughs> I would have given it a 25 at that age because I'm 16. Right. I'm getting now, by a stripper. I, I, but now, giving my expertise on the subject, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I do have a PH in oh my uh, the deep. God, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know it's funny. You're laughing, cunt. But, so listen. All right. Bitch gave a 16, 15. <laughs> she gave a 16 to 25, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> 15, 16. I was a 16 at the time. That I'm was the shame. joke. She's sl- she gave a 16. Slightly above average. Slightly but, but still, above. she she blew me. She was all about it, going down, doing all this crazy shit. Now, she would not let me touch her, but she did let me come in the back of her throat, which is fucking glorious. About a month later. Wait, hold on. About I a month later. Was a cheating story. And we count- both cheated. She was in a relationship, and so was she. <sighs> so was I. Mediocre. I said she and she. I said he was in a relationship, oh, okay. and so was she. Yeah, so we both cheated. Fuck you. Uh, and then a month later, after I was out of my like two couple months later, after I was out of my relationship, I remember making out with her again, once again in the bedroom, and then she actually let me fucking feel her clit, and then that's when I realized that she had a clit piercing. I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is awesome." Uh, so I was fingering her and shit, and then grabbing our tits and making out there. We never messed Whatever, around dude, after that. that. Bitch is a fuck Listen, girl. we never messed around after that. Okay. That, totally. That was like she's a fucking pedophile, dude. She, she even she's listen, a fuck girl pedophile. Now listen, I fast forward, fast forward, maybe three years ago, she finds me on Facebook. Maybe it doesn't two years make ago. It, it doesn't make it any better. Listen, she finds me on Facebook. She's t- she's in her. She's like almost thirty now, or she's twenty. Yeah, she's about thirty. And she goes, she writes me. She goes, oh my god, it's been so long. How have you been? She looks a little fucked up in the face, like she did a little bit of drugs, fake tits still, yeah. all that shit. Um, and she was like. I molested you one time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you kind of did molest me. And she was like, I Have probably... a seat. Take a seat. And she said That's specifically... Cool. And then cool. once like, once she sees anything that I post online or anything that has to do sexual-wise, or like, you know, she goes, I, I think I, I caused you to be who you are sexually. Like, I fucked you well, up a little you bit. Don't, you don't deserve the credit, bitch. That's true. But still, I don't think she deserves... I will give her a little bit, though. You gotta give her a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean... Rate, like, like rate, she, but she, no, she, shut like, up, no, shut up. If you really want the credit, I mean, like, rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rape Stevie and review us on iTunes. Because that's what you did. But she was like... She was basically Except like, she didn't rate us on iTunes. Yeah, you did the rape, but do the review, yeah. bitch. Exactly. 
Uh, but no, she's not a bitch. I remember her. She's she's cool. She's awesome. She's she was beautiful at the time. Now she's not so much. Beautiful but, at the time. Damn, shots fired. Talk yeah. about being Chris. We thought Chris was an ass. Seriously, wrong. But I'm telling you right now, it was worth it then. Honesty is the best comedy. And with that in mind, I am now going to tell you my cheating story. Okay, I have made it clear on this show, if you have listened for a while, that I was a fucking... I was such a horrible, horrible boyfriend. Dude, you were, you were a little bit slimmer, okay? Not saying you're fat right now, but I am going to say... I can see you're curvy, bro. How you were a little <laughs> bit more of a pimp back in the day, just because more now. <laughs> well, once now is different because we're at we're at the twenty five, twenty six range. Like when you're in that eighteen to like twenty one range, like you can have pimples, it has, dude. It has like no, the, you're making it seem like it's a body thing, and it's not. It has everything to do with mental maturity. When you're a fucking young guy, like, you're nothing but a slave to your nature. You're nothing but a slave to what your genetic code tells you to do, which, as a man, your genetic code tells you to fuck anything and everything in sight. As you grow, you realize we're human beings and we live in a society, <laughs> as Jim Jeffries would tell you. We so do, yeah, that's right, we do live in a society. And that, <laughs> and, Jim Jeffries. Yeah, here's gross. the thing, it's perfectly okay. Perfectly all right, I believe, 100%, to fuck as many people, no matter what your gender, if you want to fuck as many people as you want, So I can be Ziz, Zare. No, we're not doing those pronouns. I'm just saying, like, you gotta gotta address all pronouns right now, so you're not being pronoun exclusive. Did I I or did I not say any gender? Did I or not? Did I or did I not? But you said his and her. I need they or... I said any gender. Okay. If you want to continue this further... We can step outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you're a cisgender person, I'm not stepping outside. <laughs> Perfect report. Perfect. The boy's on point. <laughs> oh, fuck you, man. I'm a cis male, all right? Anyways, the point is, like, the fucking point is, uh, like, I, I've said, it's like fucking eight times in this fucking, this one episode is, you give if you're gonna be in a relationship and you're saying we're in a relationship, you're giving your word. Period. That's the end of it. Several years ago, uh, this is really hard. That's gonna end it for the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard for Adney to spit out right now. <laughs> He's having a lot of trouble. No, see, the thing is, like, <laughs> I shouldn't have brought this topic up. <laughs> yeah, because you're making him feel like a piece of shit, and he's not a piece of shit. You're not. <laughs> no, but I, I actually am though. That's the thing. <laughs> This uh, one time you were a piece of shit. Nah, it's not the one time. Oh, you're a piece I've of been shit. a piece of shit my whole life. So <laughs> yeah! I'm a piece of shit board, bro. What's up? We're on a boat. You piece of shit crew, bro. <laughs> so we started this podcast. Hey, you're I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. We are pieces of shit. Let's start a podcast about us being pieces of shit. <laughs> Pretty much. What's up? All right, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I meant so I've disappointed himself. I've alluded to this girl before, but relationship for six years. Six years. Oh, six Met her years. At eight, Eighteen, and uh, at that time in my life, like it was such a like when you're a young guy, it's when you get into a relationship like that, you almost feel like they're a burden. Like I could be fucking all these girls, and you're keeping me from that. 
which is an incredibly selfish. I know. I I understand this. I understand. This is a very selfish and self-centered view, but it's what you have when you're young. When you're young, that's how you see the world is me, 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 me. And then number nine on that list is something else, you know, and uh, I was with this girl and she really did, like uh, I've talked about before, like I've told you guys anyways, I'm not going to say on the air, but there have been a number of girls who have told me that they fell in love with me and I've only ever in my life believed three of them. Um, The main one is this girl I'm talking about and this is my main fucked up thing in my head that I always think about is that this girl really did love me and I truly believe that she really really did she really did love me and I was too young it was one of those situations where you're too young to appreciate it exactly it's uh you can't recognize what the relationship could be you can't recognize that all those other fucking dumb girls out there aren't worth it you don't you're just too fucking stupid and ignorant and uh, you end up doing a lot of dumb shit. I need you to go get my girlfriend. She's outside. She's not my girlfriend. Anyway, she's gonna. You're doing a lot of dumb shit throughout your life, and uh, unfor. And I, it, I really do regret it. But like, here's the thing: is I cheated on her. Period. That's, that's the point of the fucking story. Like, spoiler alert: you knew this. I cheated on her, and um, I, tr- I. But that wasn't just it. I can. I continuously did fucked up things and that's why I lost relationship and that's what fuck thing has changed me as a person but um to get to the main fucking story anyway is uh I was with this girl for a while already and um at the time she wasn't working but I was she was going to school and in my fucked up young brain I thought well that gives me license to fuck around cuz she's not working which was just the most idiotic thought it's like she's going to school, douche. Like she's trying. You're a fucking moron. Future Think- Addy talking to past Addy. <laughs> <laughs> if I could write a letter to that stupid fucking cunt. You know what I mean? And here's the funny thing is like I'm not in love with that girl anymore. Like I would – like if I had the chance, I wouldn't want to be with her again. But it's important to me to remember everything about this. Because how can you grow if you don't remember? Exactly. Like I can – like if I, if I forget that and I completely get over that situation – I'll make those same mistakes again, so I have to remember. History is doomed to repeat itself. Every day, like I, all the time, I constantly remind myself of what happened, what I did, what I did wrong, and what I felt afterwards, after it ended, to keep myself from repeating these acts. To feel like that again, because why would you want to feel that? And that uh, like the fact again? that like I, I had something good and I fucked it up. It was all me, completely. I don't blame her for a single fucking thing. I did it first, of course, and that's what got me into. A lot of drugs and drinking and a lot of downward spiraling. That's the size of the point. The point is, while we were in a relationship, I lied and told her that I was going just, oh, hey, it's my 21st birthday. Why? Um, we're going on a trip to Las Vegas, me and all the guys. And Butters, actually. And uh, I was like, oh, Butters is planning all this trip. Butters buying the whole trip. And uh, it was all set up oh, and everything. She's so gangster. And, er- and like, but, like, I, I, that's the thing is I set the responsibility on Butters. But Butters fucking fumbled the ball like a piece she of shit. She howled fumble, bro. Make a left 10 minutes from now. You can't get so, that. So we fucked. The, the Vegas trip did not. We were going to spend. I had a week vacation. 
and like, well, actually, I did, I was supposed to, but the my company fucked me over, and so I basically had to request a week off with no pay. But I had enough money to saved up, so I was like, I'm gonna have fun. Couldn't go to Vegas, but it was me and all my closest friends, and uh, partying like crazy. And there was this one girl, this one girl who I was insanely attracted to, for. A number of reasons. It was just one of those things, like I talked about before, very long time ago, on a very past episode of sometimes there's somebody you can't explain why you're so you can explain why they're attractive. That's easy, but there's an animalistic lust towards somebody, and that is part of it. I really think that's part of the genetics. It's of uh, we talked about that too before. Is sometimes it's the scent of a person, like the way we taste, the, the way sense we is the connected yeah. of senses. The, scent was the way we've cool. evolved is to define somebody quick. There's an algorithm we've, for each person that you're with. It's a proper fitting algorithm. Re, like kissing was evolved out of basically it's a taste test of uh, evolutionarily our species. Like I want my mate to have very diverse genetics, very different from mine. And when they have those diverse genetics, that's the one I'm most attracted to. And that's why that old saying, opposite the track, comes from. Yeah, it's not is, actually like, oh, you listen to different things. No, it's, it's actual ge- yeah. genetics. It's the- a genetic thing of this one's opposite. And for so, whatever reason, call it genetics, call it whatever, call it me being a fucking total piece of shit, horrible boyfriend, whatever you want to call it, open to it all. This, I just wanted this one girl. And... Uh, during this one, like that's what my plan was to go to Vegas. That really was my original plan. It fell through though. Fell through. Still, like, I blame you. But I know Butters is listening to this. <laughs> she, I mean, she's still my best friend, and I fucking I, I love her to death as family. And I know she's gonna listen to this. I still blame you, dude. <laughs> you fucking cocksucker. Like, how dare you? <laughs> anyway. It's so funny because it's like so many years afterwards. It's a lot of years after. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, it's 21. Like, I'm fucking 26 now. But, um, anyways, that didn't happen. So, we all ended up just, I ended up like, I got all this money. I'm going to buy a hotel. So, like, all of us were just partying in this hotel or whatever. And, uh, my fucking, my, my girlfriend at the time went back to Sacramento and we're hanging out. We're partying. And then, um, we're at some, some other house and, uh, we're in the middle of downtown, like near the strip. And this girl that I, mentioned is like this animalistic lust is talking to me texting me and we're having this conversation and she says she's like and she proposes the idea like hey why don't you come over and being who i was fuck yeah let's do this you right now right. i'm all about like i want to I'll, I'll i'm gonna do some shit i want to fuck you don't give a fuck about anything else i just want to have sex with you and uh I told her, I was like, hey, meet me at the Walgreens down the street. And she's like, okay, I'll pick you up from there. Meanwhile, you know, Stevie's there. Joel is there. Whoa, don't put me in this. And I was like, like, guys, and by the way, in the beginning of the day, like everyone got me so wasted that I puked all over the circus, circus parking so lot. So everyone's everyone's fault. Like the roof. Like there's a picture of me passed out <laughs> on the roof. Everyone, no, listen. There, there's a picture fault. of him passed on the roof. He made a on shirt. On the roof. Because he's the only one allowed Doing to make a, a Jesus shirt. pose. No, listen. He's the only one allowed <laughs> to make a shirt that said Adney's 21st birthday. He no, had a shirt. it was 21st birth week. 
My bad. So my, I still have that shirt. Abby's 21st birthday, but the way that he was passed down, the way that his shirt was folded, and him being so drunk, it looked like... Adney's first birth week. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. Like, everyone kept giving me flaming Dr. Peppers, and it was insane. And so after that, like, I rested, and then I woke up. We're at this party, and I'm getting drunk again. And this girl saying things, like, even the slightest bit seductive. And I'm like, yeah, that's fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, man, man, the fucking like, and, like, and I told the guy, I was like, hey, man, Ugh, you guys, man. Like, I'm, like, so hungover. From earlier, I got a bad headache. I got. I'm gonna walk over to the Walgreens. <laughs> I'm gonna get some Tylenol. Such it's such a fucking thing. I'm gonna get some Tylenol, you guys. They're all. Are you sure? I was like, yeah, I need. It. I was like, we're coming with you. And to me, I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, fuck. this is the Tylenol joke. Remember we told you there's a Tylenol. I was like, thing? you, you should not be coming with me. This is the thing. Don't come with me to get Advil, bro. <laughs> Stay I'm here, like, no. <laughs> Stay here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna come right back. I'm just gonna get Tylenol. And they're all, no, can we? No! They're like, made it an exciting thing. It was just thing. two of us. It was Joel and. Yeah, we're gonna get. It was like, just you and Joel? Yeah, yeah just imagine Joel. Joel. <laughs> imagine Joel. Joel's yeah, like, so no, Joel's excited. Joel's like, fuck you, we're going with you, piece of shit. And Adam's like, yeah, right, I guess. Joel's the thing so is, like, Joel would never admit it, but he was worried about me. <laughs> Fucking faggot. But uh, they <laughs> walked me to the wall. I didn't know what to do. Drunk as fuck. So we walked to the thing, and I'm like walking around. And I ended up grabbing, like, a pack of condoms and, like, standing in line. And I'm about to pay for them. Out of nowhere, they show up behind me. And they're all, oh, Tylenol, hey! Oh, you wanted to get some Tylenol. Oh, yeah, totally what you wanted, you fucking piece of shit. And, like, I heard it for, like, n- like nonstop for, like, at least 23 minutes of Oh yeah, you want? Hey, hey, got hey. a headache, huh? Like, dude, all got quiet, not, got quiet. That's all you and fucking like, no, Joel. No, no, no God, the jokesters would not shut the fuck <laughs> no. up. Like, all quiet, got quiet. We're in the parking lot, got quiet. So you had a headache. Ah! <laughs> we would not let up, dude. And then all. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then the car pulled up, and I was like, well, guys. Obviously, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go take care of this headache. <laughs> I'm gonna go do a thing. And they're like, you fucking cunt. uh, You fucking cunt. I did a lot of cunt things. And, um, I went, um, I went back to that, uh, that girl's apartment. Just say it. Just say it. And, uh, did a lot of sex stuff, uh, several times. (laughs) (laughs) I used all the condoms. (laughs) It's a box of 24. I went to Costco and I bought a condom pack. (laughs) He got the big boys, you know, the 50 pack. You went to Costco, condom pack. And like, they had this. And he used them all within one night. Within one hour. It's pretty Because he's Adney fucking comes the most. (laughs) Because he's the doctor. Hey, man. The doctor knows how to use the the condom. Solid two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it back. He fucked for a whole podcast and (laughs) shit. That'd uh, be but... so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that was uh, the fucking thing. Yeah, you're a piece well, of shit. That's, no, you're not a piece of shit. I'm more of a piece of shit. He's regretting it. No, I'm not. You are the biggest no, piece uh, of shit. I, I still But I am literally. Well, now it's going to end it for the yeah, alcoholic ass. But really, I'm the piece of shit because I have sex with multiple people. Uh, I'm what? not a good person. <laughs> Okay, that's fun. 
He didn't, he didn't like your lead up. Don't uh, <laughs> keep that part in there when I talk about it. He smashed your lead up. Go back into your lead up. Like, you had a good lead up. No, when I talk Come about with me, take your bottom hand. We're going to cheat on all these bitches right now. <laughs> at the library. <laughs> at the library. <laughs> Come with me, take your bottom hand. going to open the door and walk right in the library. <laughs> To the library, <laughs> Chris Smith is less of a piece of shit. Yeah, than for Abby. once, holy shit. Because I mean, we are pieces of <laughs> a shit. Is it a just, I hope it's a story get, about cheating. Shut up, can I get credit for brilliant foreshadowing, though, with that? Like, no, I'll give you credit for foreshadowing. My book suggestion is Casino by Nicholas Pelagia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not even a foreshadow. You're such a piece of shit. It's not even a foreshadow. Yeah, yeah I was going to do it. Wow, let me hit the fucking metaphor over the fucking head, dude. Uh, he was just trying to be meta, bro. Calm let me down. fucking... Hey, guys, you... You're Zack Snyder right now. No, but really, you're... You're you, Zack Snyder not, right that, now, book. having like, fucking joke, Superman right? be the Christian... That's the, an actual book. <laughs> you know what? No, you don't do the thing. Um, no, my book to this week is... I was so... You have to be paying attention to get mine. Because I did that awesome thing. Don't edit it out. It oh, awesome. so you're awesome. But Stevie's not awesome Obviously. for doing what he just did? Because that was pretty awesome. I'm great at podcasting, not at being a human being. I told you that. <laughs> My, this is the best anime we've gotten yet. <laughs> this is this the is darkest anime we've gotten yet. I know! Yet. This is 1994 Ooh, Batman shit. I'm in here, bitch. Actually, 1994 Batman <laughs> would be a fucking horror. Actually, fucking Talk about you. <laughs> 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 so, you want to be specific. <laughs> Good, dude. Come on. I mean, like that. You never make fun of I you for mean, your if you look. really want to break it down. That obviously proves you haven't been paying attention. You have not been paying attention to a single bad talk. <laughs> He's so mad. You're right a now. fucking cunt for it. He's so mad. You can't even tell me. I've, I've, I've stated it several times when the Dark Knight Returns came out, and you can't even you can't even tell me right now. You can't. It just makes what he's doing what date? that much what better. Date? I don't want to give away matter. my contingency plan of the dates of things that I don't want. I want to be more like mysterious at me. <laughs> it just fuels it. Here's the thing: is you think you're getting under my skin, but I'm letting you think that. You're full of it. You're full of it. <laughs> all right, all right. Do it. Hurry up. <laughs> That's what she said to you. Uh, <laughs> my, my throat. Uh, she told you. She tells me a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the book I was going to suggest. <laughs> the book I was going to suggest. This podcast is a is, piece of shit. The book I was going to suggest the is the book I talked about. You're sitting there drinking your fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, who's got a bottle, Pam? Who's got a bottle? <laughs> you me. do, you fucking. Look at that. I got a bottle. You're an alcoholic because yeah. you got a bottle. This is glass. This is made out of glass. That means you're an alcoholic. No, the book I'm going to suggest, I'm perfect totally for the alcoholic cast. Let me make a half a bottle. I drink half We will not let Stevie talk. This is a little bit, this is a lot less than half a bottle, actually, if you actually like, because of, because that is oh, a lot less. That? So like half a so bottle would be like down here. here. Okay. You're like down here oh. somewhere. Past, past that label. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm not as bad of a thing as I had thought. I'm a fucking drunk. I need to taste this. I feel so sophisticated. Hold on. So the book You're I'm gonna, gonna suggest. Shut sh- sh- your fucking mouths. So this fits in perfect with the alcohol cast. The book I'm gonna suggest this week. Oh what? Is actually called Last Call: The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Okay. And it tells the rise and fall of the mafia, but as oh well as. Oh my God! That's like the perfect title. It yeah. Is. Last call. Yeah. Um, it's a rise and fall of... Can we talk about Jack Dempsey? While we're <laughs> no! 
Let him talk! Jesus! It was a fucking half a joke, you half a fag. So the book is Last Call by Daniel Ockrent, and it basically is... What's his name? All of, it's all about... <laughs> it's all about Prohibition. It's all about the rise and fall of the mafia during the 20s. I think Prohibition ended in 32, started in 1920 or 21. So you get these, you get this decade. And, you know, Jack of, Dempsey became champion in 1919, lost in 1927. You get this decade of the reign of the mafia and basically the why alcohol became outlawed and why alcohol could not be outlawed. That's why they re, they, it's, it's why they made it legal again. Is because everyone's like, "Fuck you! You're not gonna take away my drug," and that's gonna end it for the alcoholic cast. You can find us all on Facebook and Instagram at Alcoholic Ass with hyphen. Uh, you can find us on fucking alcohol, the alcoholic ass at gmail.com. Find our group page on Facebook, whatever. If you want to write us, that's fine. If you don't, that's okay. You can find Chris and Adney here right now because they don't like to plug anything because they're pieces of shit. Uh, but you can find just me. fucking, like, come on. I mean, come just on. rate and review us on iTunes. Please. Just rate and review us pretty, on pretty, iTunes. That's all I want. Is pretty rate please. And review. Rate, and Rate us and review us on iTunes. If you want to hit us up, hit us up on the Gmail. It's that simple. Thing, you don't need to know my personal, so, so I like, can have the little trolls Chris, sitting out. there. Like that, what's important is okay. So a lot of people don't understand how it works for podcasts. Is this is free entertainment? Yes, but we have to actually spend a lot of time and effort to make the show, especially Steve with all the editing, and um. If we get enough reviews, if we get enough ratings, we can actually get a sponsor. If we do get a sponsor, that means that money's finally coming in, and that means we won't have to spend money to make this show. Free entertainment. So we're spending money now. We're, like This this show cost us money, which like we're doing because we just love to do it, and we have a great time doing it, but it would help a lot if you could take a lot of stress off and a lot of effort off just by... Giving a quick rating, a quick review, it takes one time. It's all it takes, one time to do it. It's not a, you don't have to do it every month, every week, every nothing. One time. And enough of those will get somebody interested in saying, Oh wow, they got a big listener base. That's how iTunes works. They check the they check the reviews and they check the it's ratings. It's an algorithm. If yeah. that number gets high enough, they will introduce sponsors to that show. We all we need is like really just one one sponsor, and then we it's can over. cover all yeah. of our expenses in order to do the show, whether it be a quality sound systems or a SoundCloud account or a memory account, whatever it is. That's all it takes. It's just one rating, one review, and we can do this with less stress. I mean, we put a lot of strain on Stevie, yeah. to be honest. I mean, he does all I the put it fucking on editing. He puts he, it on himself. I, I do told him. I told him that I don't I mind. Shut the fuck up. I, you I, mean, I don't mind him having all the stress, <laughs> but whenever he needs to really like, I love doing. Like, I love here's doing. Here's the thing. I love if doing. if this becomes a commodity, if this becomes a commodity. <laughs> We can start doing like video fucking, Videos not only video podcasts, do. but video sketch. We can start and doing actual live, comedy sketches. We can do our sketches that we've we been writing for we years. We want to do a live. That's the whole goal is the live. We want to be able to perform And we for can have live. like a live video feed of one of us, probably me, uh, ordering an escort. I thought you were going to say masturbating. Going to an escort and then... Having that whole that whole thing. Yeah, but once it's live, that's that's when it's on. That's what we need. We need to be able or to be if live. You want, or if you want, I could put a camera on me and then I can go into my gym and do like a sparring session. Money. So you can see what it's like to be inside not, of a sparring session in the boxing ring. We're not going to do that. If you want. Um, 
But uh, you can find me on Instagram at the last Bluebell file. You can find me on Facebook at Stevie August Borgese. Email us whatever you fucking whatever request you want. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do what Adney said. <laughs> when Adney yells at you, you just gotta listen and shut the fuck up. I think that's like a thing, right? Not really. I mean, yeah, it's becoming a thing. Yeah, like not yet, but it's gonna be a thing. If, like if I it's said, in if person, it's a little more. Okay, maybe I'll listen to you. But if it's over radio, they're like, whatever, motherfucker. Uh, what are you, five, six? <laughs> five. You're a tiny Mexican. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs>